This is the Sports Divided Podcast. The Chicago Bulls have won their sixth NBA championship, and it's their second three-peat. Second two out, Palmero over the head of Jenks. Uribe charges, throws, out! And the White Sox have won the World Series. To the net, over. Patrick Kane has scored the goal. What a ride. The Cardinals are world champs in 2011. The Cubs They did it. It's over. The game is over. The series is over. The wait is over. And the St. Louis Blues are the Stanley Cup champions. Welcome back to Sports Divider, recording on October 19th. Tonight we're joined by Dave, Keith, Matt. I'm your host, Rick. All right, guys. Uh, NHL started since the last time we met. NBA has started since the last time we met. The Bulls are actually playing right now uh, against the Miami Heat. Tied it happens. Football playing. <laughs> yeah, very concerning. <laughs> It is 59-59 at half. Uh, I don't know, Matt, are you watching the game? Because uh, I'm, I'm not. I have uh, yeah. the playoffs on baseball on one, and I got hockey on the other because, you know, that's just what I care about more. Yeah, uh, just a little bit. I was watching while I was eating dinner, and then I was cleaning up, so I, didn't, I haven't been up to speed on exactly what's going on. But I think the big news is that game one, Zach Levine – has is 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 taking time off to work on his injured knee game one <laughs> I mean, how does that how is how do you load management on game one of the season i don't i would I, if he could have come out and put in 10 15 minutes or something you know and then they say okay we're easing him back into full game play or something but to hear him say that he's out this game and, and most likely the next game too uh I, that's a problem and, you know, we just signed him to a max contract. We got another player, high-dollar contract with knee problems, too. So, I, I, I don't know. It makes me nervous. Well, I saw a rumor uh, going around that the Bulls and Lakers were engaged in talks about uh, Caruso and DeRozan going to the Lakers for Russell Westbrook. I don't know if exactly that would oh. be something uh, that would in- entice – Anybody? Um, years ago. Makes me want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I want nothing to do with Russell Westbrook. Well, like, you got to think that, like, the person that came up with this is probably some Lakers guy who's like, how can we get rid of this guy to get something that can help us? Yeah. You know, They're not going to be good this year. I mean, you got Anthony Davis, his new nickname is Street Clothes, and then LeBron James <laughs> 20 to 30 games a year now um he used to be super healthy back in the day but now he's you know he's he's getting banged up he's older uh they're they're just going nowhere i don't i don't see them you know and then they got the russell westbrook issue of who does he play with how does he play he's a super selfish player and you know it's nobody wants him um yeah they're not they're not they're not going to be a good team (laughs) uh but you know I, I just, I, you know, the Bulls, I think, was interesting, you know, to see Ayo Desunmu as the starting point guard. Um, and then you've got Patrick uh, Patrick Williams was 
you know, the, the up and coming star, but I, I don't know if it's, they, they weren't going to start him. If Zach Levine played this game, he was going to start on the bench. And that, that's another thing that's, you know, you're kind of thinking, wow, that was a building block for the future. And what do we really have now? I, I don't know. You know, he's he's got the talent and he's got the you know the build for the NBA, but I just don't know that he has the temperament and the, and the aggression to go and to do it. You know, the way they, they didn't extend him, did they? Well, they extended him a qualifying offer, or not as qualifying offer, but his team option, right, for his draft contract. Yeah, I believe so. But I, mean, uh, I think this has got to be his put up or shut up here. I would I would think. Well, it's kind of funny to look at like in-game stats like this right now, right? Like as of right now, he's minus five on the court in a tied in tied basketball game. And Alex Caruso, who's supposed to, I mean, for all intents and purposes, is supposed to be the defensive guy in the Bulls backcourt, right? Is minus two and uh, Kobe White is plus six. While being on the court, <laughs> it's going to be an odd year. Uh, you know, this all goes. I don't know. I mean, we and three, their draft pick, you know. NBA purgatory. It really. I mean, we're we're at like the top end of that purgatory where we are like scratching the playoffs. But uh, I don't know. You know, it's just we don't we don't have the pieces this year to really get over the hump. So. I don't know. And then, yeah, you get middle round draft picks. You know, it's, yeah, exactly. What do you do? I mean, they made a bunch of bold moves, getting Vooch and signing DeMar or trading for DeMar. Signing DeMar, I can't remember. They <coughs> traded for him. Traded for him, yeah. And then, you know, you had a high draft pick in Patrick Williams, and you start to put these pieces together, and you, you keep Zach Levine. You're like, okay, we have something. Sign Lonzo Ball or you know, I guess tamper to get Lonzo Ball, and now he's hurt. You know, so they, I, they were a different team when they had all Lonzo, Damar, and um, Zach Levine on the court, but they haven't had it. I mean, I, I don't know how many games. Since what, won. November of last year? Yeah, what did they play, 20-some games or something with them, and that was about it. So it, it's – it's yeah. Well, and then, you know, you take – Terry as a first or Terry as a first round pick this past year, and he's probably what listed as their twelfth guy on the bench right now. He hasn't seen any action, and no, uh, curious pick. I from at, from everything that they've said, seems like doesn't exactly uh, hasn't developed into any guy that could probably see floor time this year, which is. No, he'd be Worries, worrisome when you pick him in the first round at what was it, 13 or 15, whatever they were. Yeah, it was fairly high. Yeah. I mean, not not extremely, but high enough to where you're like, that guy should not be the last guy on our bench or maybe no. inactive. You should get a serviceable player. Yeah. Logging some decent minutes and could be an energy guy. And, you know, you'd see an injury here or there and they'd fall in the starting lineup for a week or so. And, you know, have a chance to make a name for themselves, but I haven't heard much other than he's just, he's kind of a high energy. Like he'll go in and he'll, you know, doesn't, doesn't care how many minutes he gets. He's, he's a hundred percent. But other than that, I don't talent wise, I don't know how they haven't really said too much about how good he's played. So we'll see, you know, it's, it's one of these years where it's, we could surprise, but I don't, 
much of what happened last year. You know, it, they did. I've heard they did kind of change up the offense a little bit, so it's not going to be so much isolation ball with Demar Derozan. You know, so they're trying to make it a little bit more random, get other people looks, get the ball, you know, little people some more space to create. But you know, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I, I trust you know, and Billy Donovan and Kobe uh, White's one of those kind of like always on the trading block players. But, you know, he's kind of got some talent, but I don't know if he really fits on the team. And, you know, eventually it's it's put up or shut up for him for sure. And, you know, I think this is one of those years for him. He's going to have a bunch of opportunities with Lonzo Ball still on the show. So, yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, I'm not I, I'm, I'm not superly optimistic, um, but it's, it's nice to have basketball back. Something to watch. I think that the end of the MLB season for both Chicago sports were kind of, you know, eh, maybe a little bit more exciting for the Cubs than the White Sox, to be honest with you. So, so it's nice to have yeah. somewhat meaningful sports back for Chicago. And we got the the, Bull, the Bears, obviously, but that's more, you know, watch and see. Maybe. Oh, but you said meaningful. <laughs> yeah, meaningful. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I, well, I mean, is the thing that I, like, have already – thought about and what i what i wonder is is this the season that we're going to have the biggest difference between like the haves and the have-nots in the nba yeah there's probably about well i think there's like four teams that could legitimately probably win the win the championship yeah you could maybe stretch it to six or so six but yeah that's really i think there's a little less talent right now than there's been in a while no, I think they just all team up and they just do whatever they want to do now. Like, but that's got, start, that started with LeBron going to Miami. Yeah, well, when you have the players orchestrating well, yeah, uh, free agency and yes. construction of these teams, you're going to end up with yeah, top well, heavy. And then, uh, and then guys are sitting out. Like, I mean, think about it. Two years ago, Steph or was it three years ago? Steph Curry sat out <laughs> an entire season, and then the Golden State Warriors got like the third overall pick. Like. <laughs> It's all also that guys do that to try to like boost their chance. Like the NBA is kind of a joke when it comes to stuff like that. And it, like I think that's why I just don't care about watching it nearly as much because it's just it doesn't really matter until the conference finals. You might get a surprise team, one surprise team in the conference finals. Yeah. But they're not they're not really gonna get far, you know, in a no. seven game series against, you know, six all stars or whatever it is. But I mean, it's a lot like the like the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, it's it's put on a show, and mm -hmm. there's the regulars are going to be there, and they're always there. Except yeah. last year, LeBron didn't make the playoffs. Well, that's just thrilling. One, he's old, and two, the rest of his team was old, and yeah. you know, it was just bad. But I mean, so let's go through it realistically. Teams that have a realistic chance, probably to win the NBA Finals: yeah. Golden State, Golden State, Boston, Milwaukee. Miami, Milwaukee. Boston. I, I, I'd put Miami kind of on the outside, too. I don't know. Maybe. I'm saying if you want to get to six. Yeah. I can I can get to five by adding in, if you want to say. The Suns, maybe, you know, you could. Memphis, maybe. Maybe Memphis, yeah. Maybe. So there's your six. Yeah. And, like, th and think we already said maybe for three teams, not just like, yeah, they could right. for sure. Like, you're sure bets. Are the Bucks, the Warriors, and the Celtics? 
And then somehow Philly was like the betting favorite, but I don't see James Harden lasting a whole playoff run. Yeah. No, I don't. I don't. I don't trust Philadelphia at all. <laughs> I don't trust James Harden. I don't. I, you know, Joel and Beat will get hurt too. I'm not a not a fan. Which there was almost a brawl last night, or a semi brawl for the NBA with uh, the Celtics and and Heat. Yeah. But yeah. Well, We'll see, we'll see more as, as it goes on here because it's, uh, you know, game one, no Zach Levine. Um, you know, we'll see. I mean, they're, they're tied at half with, with the Heat. So I think so far that's kind of a win. But, we'll, you know, we'll see what they come out second half and make some adjustments and, and score a little bit more. Yeah, nice to beat Jimmy Butler. It's always fun to go against it. Did you, and they put his picture up too, because they, they take pictures on earlier on in the year, you know, but when they're doing the preseason, remember when Jimmy Butler had like the super long hair? No. Did you see that? No, okay. <laughs> he, he showed up to a training camp or whatever for, for you know, in the start, and he had just like super long hair, and then somebody, somebody fed him. He doesn't have any more. He cut it. Or I think it was just extensions or something, but he, uh, somebody bet him something, I can't remember what it was, to keep that hair for the entire season. Obviously, he didn't take it. Up. You're talking about when this year came in, came into training camp for the Heat with long hair. Oh yeah, yeah, it was this year. Gotcha. Uh, we'll move on from one season starting in the Bulls in the NBA to another that just started. That's uh, nine days in in the NHL. Um, so far in the NHL, the uh, the Blackhawks are one and two, and the St. Louis Blues have a. Uh, perfect record at one and oh um somehow nine days into the league they've only played one game uh while nashville has played five and uh los, a- los angeles kings have played five i just you think somebody <clears throat> when they put the schedule together somebody in the office would have looked at it and said eh, eh, you know get uh, just does anybody notice this how you know how how has st louis played one game in their a, a week in two days into the and like the thing is is then the blues play today and then are off again for like another three days i don't think right. they played and, until well, saturday. When, they did, when they did play their first game that was like day four or five of the season you know yeah they played a saturday night and then a wednesday and then a saturday again it's yeah I, no, sense. no it doesn't like like he said like somebody's got to look at this and be like hold on hold on hold on so you're telling me that this is this we're gonna be what is that nine, 10, 11, 12. We're gonna be 12 days in and the blues have played three games. Yeah, and then by that time, what how many more games will Nashville have played? So <laughs> I mean it works both ways. It's like, you know, so far the blues have played one game, and then you know, from the Nashville point of view, it's like, wait, 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 we're playing five games like in 10 well, days. So the only <laughs> thing with the only thing with Nashville and and the, the Sharks was they played two games on October 7th and 8th in Czech. Yeah, in Czechoslovakia. Or so something. they, yeah, they so. get a little bit get, but again, so they played two games then and then sat a whole week because they came back from the Czech to then play again, like on the 13th. Like, I mean, I get growing the game, but. Yeah, the Blues didn't go anywhere except for uh, where's their practice rank these days? So, yeah, Maryland Heights. They did go. Maryland. Actually, so they after they played the Blackhawks on the 8th, they flew out on the ninth to. They spent uh, almost a week in Charleston 
South Carolina. Oh, yeah. Their their bonding trip. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Practicing down there. Cause I mean, what else are you going to do? Go hang out on the beach. Do they have any rinks in South Carolina? Yeah. Yeah, they do. <laughs> There's actually an East coast team in, in, Char- uh, in yeah. Charleston. So they didn't have a bad setup. I'm going to guess, but I don't know. Like, does, does yeah, it just make very sense? Awkward. Does it make sense at all? Like, please, somebody try to help me make sense of how they come up with the schedule. Yeah, so we'll have to see how it plays out uh, later in the season, you know, when the Blues have a week or two crammed full of games and then some of these other teams, you know, playing, you know, one game in a week or something like that. Well, and I mean, some of it is just that I'm a selfish hockey fan. I want to see the Blues play. I don't want to have to wait five days to see them play one time and then wait another four days after that to play their second game of the year. And then they're playing Seattle. And then they have like a three o'clock start on Saturday in Edmonton. What the hell is that? Three o'clock. Yeah. Oh, we, we had three, we had three games on the West coast. So I had three games at nine 30 at night, three games in four days for a team that, you know, really you're lucky you got enough guys skating out there. And then you're five days off. I was like, come on. Yeah, well, yeah, that. And then, okay, so what's up with the three o'clock start on a Saturday? In Edmonton. I have, What is there going on? What's going on? Yeah, unless Edmonton? they have some, I don't know if there's, there's some sort of. Uh, uh, and it's not like it's on, it's not like it's on like TNT or. Yeah, ABC it's not like. Or ESPN, they didn't pick it up. It's on Sportsnet, which is Canada. And then Bally's Midwest. Uh, is it a special day in uh, I, that, the I province? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but, again, but so, <laughs> but I, but though, like on that note, though, if it is some sort of special day on Saturday the twenty second, like actually, there's a lot of afternoon games. Why, like, why would it be Edmonton, one of the most West teams, playing mm-hmm. the earlier? You know, like. But yeah, so there's a the Wild and Bruins play at one, the Sharks and Devils play at one, the Blues and Oilers play at three, the Coyotes and the Senators play at three. Saturday. Well, and it's not like uh, they would be aware or mindful of like the baseball playoffs. They wouldn't want to compete with the baseball playoffs. I mean, that's just you know, and and late later in the season, as everybody knows, that they play a lot of those uh, afternoon games. Uh, when they get uh, later in the season. But, uh, yeah, I don't recall early in the season afternoon games. Yeah, we need to investigate this and see uh, what Bonehead is uh, scheduling games. And maybe they were scheduling around the uh, supposed St. Louis Cardinals baseball playoff schedule. So there, there, was, actually, there, was, there was actually somebody that said Oops. that. And it's like, it's like no, nobody Oh, does. yeah, it's possible. No, because, I mean, it'd be different if those games were on ESPN. They're not on ESPN because ESPN yeah. would cover all of them. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah. So I, I just looked up Canadian holidays and there's nothing going on. <laughs> on. It's, it's, I mean, unless, unless, unless in Canada, it's very big and popular to, celebrate national nut day on october 20th. Yeah, well now they remember that's also big rodeo country there may be some big rodeo but that's calgary calgary is usually the 
Calgary Stampede in the road. Well, everybody in Edmonton would go <laughs> yeah. to Calgary oh, for the rodeo. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> We're thinking about this way too hard. Yes. Well, just goes to show how little we actually have to talk about when it comes to our sports teams right now. We're avoiding yeah. one team completely right now in the Bears. The Bulls have not even played a full game. Yeah. Oh, we're, hey, we're up 65-61. Uh, the, the watching the – I saw two of the three Hawks games. Watching those two. Did you watch the last one? Uh, let me see. I got to see which one it was. I got to see which one it was. So I watched, obviously – It was a win. <laughs> I watched the, obviously, opening night against Colorado. Um. No, it was Vegas. So yeah, I did not see them. It was, it was Dave, the first game. Dave, first I'm not going to lie. A little bit of hope. Well, San Jose might be watchable. San Jose is going to be worse than the Hawks. That's the thing. That's why I would not even. I didn't even think about tuning, hey, tuning I, into hey, that I'll, one. I'll take that. You know, <laughs> at this point, they looked. Uh, you know, they looked. You know, they, they were fun to watch. Thinking the first two games were not fun to watch. Which they're gonna they they might be kicking themselves in about four months for winning that hockey game. Yeah, it could be, but because it's between San Jose, the race for Connor Bedard is San Jose, Chicago, and Arizona. You can't you can't beat those teams and give them the upper hand, give them the extra percentage points to get this guy. Which if I had a if I was a betting man, and I always think that the NHL lottery is a little rigged. Um, I would, I would bet. The Rangers. <laughs> no, no. Who, who's got the worst situation in the NHL right now? Anybody? The worst, what, the worst cap situation? No, no. The worst, the worst organizational situation in the entire NHL. Hint. Their new home hockey rink is a 5,000-seat college hockey rink that they play in. Oh, with the, uh, Arizona. Yes. Mm-hmm. Gary Bettman wants Arizona to succeed so bad. Connor Bedard is going to be an Arizona Coyote. Arizona is going to probably get handed that number one because they need to save it. Or they, need to save, they need him to save the organization. And then they're also hope that he is there and Austin Matthews signs there in two years goes back home and signs in Arizona and then they can have the star power to build a new rink instead of playing in the Arizona state sun devils, new 5,000 seat, uh, mullet arena. Mullet or mullet? Mullet. M-U-L-L-E-T-T. Mullet arena. It's a guy who donated money to him. Not not the hairstyle. That's the Billy Ray Cyrus guy. They call it walk year accelerants. He, um, yeah. you know, he's quicker. He's taking the puck away on, on the on defense. He's playing both ends. Well, you also got to think he's pretty much been 
off for roughly a year and a half out of the past two years. So hopefully the body's healed a little bit more and that's what I think. a little burst. But he looked he looked pretty good. There's you know they got a couple of young the thing is yet the, the bad thing that's happening is that a couple of the top guys in the minors have gone down already in uh fairly serious injuries with, with <laughs> surgeries and that's including the guy we traded Doc for. So um it's that part that isn't good, but they uh, they were very watchable in that game at least. They, they looked quicker than they've looked in a couple of years. I mean, it, the talent is it, it's minimal, but you know it it it, it is what it is right now. And uh, but that, that like I said, I enjoyed the game actually. Even if they would have lost that game, I enjoyed it. It, it was just they played better and smarter. And at least uh, the first two games, there were some some stretches that were just. Brutal. So, yeah, I, 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 from what I saw, um, it's gonna be a long season for the Blackhawks, purely based off of how. I want to say this without sounding too too over the top about it, but how um, rough we'll say rough Peter Mrazek and uh, Stalock look in goal. Stalock actually played, played fairly well. Mrazek, no. But we're already talking about the the Rangers here talking about Soderblom will play more games in that by the time this year's over than either of the other two. Between injuries and poor performance. So what did what did uh, Nazar have surgery on? Uh, they're only they, they will only tell you lower body. They, nobody is giving okay. any more than that. Because I can tell you. Um, so for first first overall pick, pick um, little insight. Matt and I both attended Littlewind University in St. Charles, Missouri. Uh, they have officially. Gone Division One. Um, two weeks ago, they played number seven Michigan uh, in the Big House's hockey rink. Yost. Um, that's where the Hawkeye is from. Is yeah, that's yeah. where I was going, Dave. Um, he did not look good at all. He looked afraid to get hit a couple times. Um, that's why I was wondering if they said where if it was an upper body, like shoulder or something, would justify him being afraid to get hit. He just looked. Uh, he looks scared to be out there. Like, granted, it was his first and second college hockey games, but he was also playing Lindenwood. Um, and it was 3 1 one night and 7 4. The other night, Lindenwood lost both, but was close both times. At one point in time, they were 4 4 in the 7 4 game. Well, but during the uh, he said during the training camps, not during it before the, the college hockey season started. Like the Michigan coach was very adamant about that. He showed up hurt. Oh, he dressed both games because I remember yeah. watching. I think he tried playing. I think he tried playing through it. So then that's Brandon Brandon's fault. I know uh, I kind of have played with and against uh, their their head coach uh, uh, Narado a little bit in roller hockey, and he was our assistant a couple the past couple of years. He took over this year as a head coach. So then that's. Uh, that's on Brandon for 
I guess. I don't, I don't know. But it, he was underwhelming for a first overall pick. When, But that also being said, they have about nine first overall picks, and their whole team was a little underwhelming with the, with the Wolverines oh, at that point yeah. in time. So, you know. they, they, the sports writers nailed them pretty good here. So that he said, hey, hey, listen, he showed up or he was, he was hurt. He got hurt at whatever, uh, you know, the juniors thing was that he was in before that. So, gotcha. so he came, that's probably why he was afraid to get hit is he was hiding something and whatever it is, isn't going to heal. So, but his lower body is what they're saying. So that makes me, yeah. No, that makes me think. And he had surgery, right? He's either so he that makes, or heavy. That makes that makes me probably think it's more ankle related. Do they think he'll be out? Because if it's knee, if it's knee, they're not going to push him. And well, he needs he said, surgery. He, he said he'll be back in February, and uh, well, some of the the people closer to the Hawks said he probably is going to miss the entire year, the season. Yeah, so I mean, it's probably probably something with this. I would bet more ankle than anything, just because he was pretty, pretty good in some of the the camps that we had here, some of that, and he was physical on top of it. He's like, yeah, you know, fast and physical with a nice shot. So it's it's discouraging because I thought he looked better than Reichel, but you know, and stuff. But well, I mean, I I wouldn't think he'd be. I think he would. I think he would be at Michigan for two years anyways, because that's what they had kind of said. So well probably. Yeah. I mean he's, you know. he's young. I mean he's you know, he's he's a young kid and stuff like that. I mean, no different than the defenseman, you know, stuff like that. I mean, they had a couple guys that you could actually play him now if you wanted to, but you know, why? <laughs> um, so the last little thing that I wanted to touch on the NHL was again, we we're gonna I, it was something that I had circled with the scheduling part. So the NHL has these rules set in where teams do play so many back-to-back games in a, in a season, right? Um, I think I think somebody may have screwed up, and this may be why the Blues are have sat. Every team is supposed to have thirteen back-to-back games. The Blues have fourteen, and the Avalanche had twelve on their schedule. Like somebody was like, "Oh, uh, we did this math wrong. Let's just leave it and hope nobody nobody notices, and then give the Blues off a whole <laughs> week in the first part of the year." <laughs> that may that may, may be it. How can that how can that oversight happen for a multi million dollar company? Legit, this is somebody's job for an entire year to put the schedule together, make yeah. sure everything matches. I mean, let's face it. That, that job, the first ten runs of that job. Are being done by artificial intelligence. It's, it's AI. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that, that's, yeah, that's it. I'm gonna exactly. Bet, I'm going to honestly bet the entire thing is. The only thing somebody does for a job is puts in blackout dates in certain cities. Mm-hmm. Hey, this place has this concert, this concert, this concert. They can't hold well, home be, games at this circus, time. When the circus was in town. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> How the circus stays here permanently. Because uh, I remember when that happened, that was Joe Kim Noah. It was like, oh, it's the circus trip. And he goes, 
Well, I just, I thought we went out west and it was just a crazy trip. And that's why they called it the circus trip. No, <laughs> the circus was the time. Well, that's like, I didn't know that. You <laughs> busted from marijuana how many times? <laughs> Hell of a player, though. Hell of a player. I mean, so that's like. Keeping the old man smoking up. <laughs> here in St. Louis, they jokingly call, they jokingly call it the uh, Arch Madness trip. Because with having the MVC tournament here every year, they're usually gone for. Yeah. You know, nine to ten days. Yeah. Matt, that was pretty sweet, wasn't it? That dunk. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Bulls are up by thirteen, man. Yeah, they are. That's now, good. granted, it's the NBA. It doesn't mean anything because yeah, they're three minutes up in the third quarter. Uh, yeah, right. It's only the that third. run can happen. Yeah, the the uh, Heat have just sat their entire starting five this whole quarter, and then all of a sudden they'll play the whole fourth. Yeah. Let's let's just let's not talk about it. Let's not jinx it. I'm just, they're just gonna what? sail into their first victory without. Uh, so yeah. we'll move on from uh, <laughs> uh, to another sport that is going on right now on my TV, and that's the uh, ALCS. The uh, Yankees and Astros are tied one-one in the bottom of the fourth. Uh, Maldonado is up and uh, just shattered his bat. There's a guy on first. Oh, you're a little ahead of me. I yep. just watched. I just watched the pickoff play. Oh, no. okay. Yeah, he shattered his bat and grounded out. <clears throat> okay, well, that's the end of four. Um, so let's take a look back uh, a couple weeks ago when we. Oh, there it is. Yep, broke his bat right to the shortstop. Okay. Uh, when we tried to predict uh, who would win the wild card and who would win the divisional series, and uh, we'll just go through these numbers right now. Um, in the NL, uh, we had a total of. Two, two, two correct series picks. Um, <laughs> Dave had the the Padres beating the Mets, and I had the Padres beating the Mets. Uh, nobody had any of the teams in the NLCS, so that's great for us. Um, majority of us being National League baseball fans, so that was that, that looks good for us. Um, and then as far as the AL, Dave went two for four. He got right the Yankees and the Astros. He's got the ALCS correctly. Um, Keith actually went four for four. <laughs> so he had Cleveland, the Yankees, the Mariners, and the Astros. Uh, but again, he went 0 for four. So he's really 500 so far. Um, but that does lead us at 500. Uh, Matt went three for four. He picked the Blue Jays instead of the Mariners. And he went 0 for four in the NL. Uh, I went two for four. I had Cleveland and, uh, the Yankees, but I had Toronto winning their wild card series and upsetting Houston. And yeah, that didn't go well because they couldn't hold a nine run lead. Um, so I went uh, three for eight. So again, Matt was three for eight. I was three for eight. Dave was three for eight. And uh, Keith was four for eight. So we're, yeah, off, to a, much we're off to a hot you, start. Right? I just whooped you up, man. I'm... We're off to a hot start. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is actually perfect. The NLCS game two ended today, and uh, the Padres and Phillies are tied 1 1. So we'll start with them. Matt, who do you got? Padres, Phillies? Yeah, I, you know, I don't know. I just, I think I got the Phillies. I, I just, and I think Dave alluded to it too. Like, it, it, they're just, they're hot at the right time. You know, they're just, they ended the season well, and they're just, yeah. I, you know, 
San Diego taking over LA was was big. That was, you know, I didn't I didn't see that happening. At all. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll get. There. We'll know, talk a little bit more. Yeah, I got. Sorry, to... I got. I think I got the Phillies. It just yeah, they've got a good mix of everything going. I also have the Phillies. I had the Phillies going into it just so, you know, not. My thinking was, if they could just steal one on the road, playing three in Philly might be really tough for San Diego, and then you know. It could be over in Philly, or then they're going back with it. I think now that they did steal one, I think there's no way that series does not return back to San. If it returns back to San Diego, not being Philly three two, just because Philly is such a different ballpark. Uh, Dave, Phillies or Padres? Uh, I think it's the Phillies also. I mean, Harper right now is just out of his mind. You know the, the way he's playing and so bad. And just guys like Segura and stuff like that are just boy, I tell you, they they, they the number of guys I've been trying to pay attention during the, the all the games, not just watching the Guardians, but watching everybody else and some of the guys who have are just I hate to say it sounds negative, everyday ball players, but have come up big in the series and stuff. And just you know, it's they may be over three, but you know, with two guys on and two outs in the eighth, they come through with the hit. And it's, you know, they hit the ball to right field just for a base hit. They're not trying to hit it out. And they were making some of the plays in the field. And there's there's a lot more of that going on. I mean, the stars have been the stars for the most part, a couple of exceptions. But the guys with more of the steady, steady heady ball players are, are moving on. Yeah, that's that's why playoff baseball is so fun because there is always some sort of not a household name that does something spectacular, or, you know, or it's just Pete Cosma, Pete yeah. Cosma. <laughs> yeah. well, like, the, so the Yankees won a series with a team average of one thirty eight. Yeah, yeah, that's what they batted against the Guardians, so one thirty eight. But they had nine home runs, mm-hmm. and it's just. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll get we'll get to some more of that. Keith, who do you got? Padres, Phillies, uh, Phillies uh, for many of the reasons you guys have already mentioned. Okay, you know, there's always- so that means oh. the that means the Padres are going to win the next three. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, there, there's always that team that uh, that gets hot at the right time, and they just have that certain something, you know, and they they feel like that uh, team at least, at least through the NLCS. We'll see what happens if when they make it to the World Series. It's the longest home run in playoff history, I think they said. That's like the one he hit on top of the scoreboard at Wrigley. That's yeah. <laughs> top of that Budweiser board. We don't want to talk uh, about that. No, I'm watching... <laughs> Sorry, I'm watching Verlander and Judge are going at it right now. At least on mine. I don't know if they're if you've got anything different, Keith. If Judge already got out or got on, but they're it's one oh right now, Verlander to Judge. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell you. All right. Home run. Ball two. <laughs> but so the other the other series, obviously we're talking about right now is Astros and Yankees. Uh so Matt, Yankees or Astros? Is it- can I just pick neither and just say Philly wins it all? 
well, I'm so sick of the, the Yankees this year because it's just been like overdone with the whole judge thing. And then I can't root for the Astros either. So I, I'm really at a, at a crossroads here. Um, I, I guess I got to go Astros. I think they're just, I think they're just better. I, I don't think New York should have made it out of the last series. So um, I think they just kind of bombed their way out of it and got lucky. I don't think it's going to happen again. So I think the I think the Astros will will keep. Uh, I think their pitching will be a little bit better than what the uh, Guardians had thrown out there. And uh, yeah, I think it'll be the Astros. Dave. Yeah, I, I, you, like you said, trying to root for either team at this point of the season, but uh, you know, for me, there's a, a little piece of my heart that does like the Yankees, not the current edition, but the Yankees in general. And uh, but I think the Astros are just too solid. Uh oh, oh, never Keith? mind. Keith. <laughs> Um, well, I don't know, you know, uh, as much as it pains me, uh, I'll pick the Astros, uh, Dusty Baker and that stupid toothpick and the uh, uh, wristbands, gloves. Uh, got gloves on too. Doesn't yeah. It? Gloves along with all the other Astros baggage. Um, you know, I, I, my head tells me they're going to win. I, I would, uh, I wouldn't say my heart is with the Yankees. That's certainly not the case, but, but I would like to, uh, pick the Yankees just because of the, uh, two former Cardinals on there, um, and and Bader, boy, talk about uh, after sitting for so long with the injury, and um, th- that trade really has worked out well for both teams. Both teams actually um, right. really uh, paid off. But uh, yeah, so I go with the Astros. Uh, I have this team for one reason. The MLB loves to have its big markets in the fall classic. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so you got a Philadelphia. Yeah, right. That would... And I think their worst nightmare <laughs> would be, I think their worst nightmare would be having Houston again. Yeah. Because they actually never really slapped their wrist. Yeah. For the banging of the drum. So I think no. every close call, every Ball in the black is going to go uh, New York's way in this series. So I think the Yankees win it. Uh, I thought one of the wrist slaps for the Astros was forcing them to have Dusty Baker as their manager. But I guess it's worked out pretty well. I don't know. Let's be real. Like, what does that, that, what does that guy do? Like the team, they, the team is skill-wise too good like, yeah yeah i mean that this is one of those yeah the team like as long so as he talented. doesn't as long as he doesn't put in the wrong pitcher or completely screw up like he he would have to be so bad at making a managerial decision well and especially well i was gonna say in the american league I mean, but especially with the dh i mean you know <clears throat> team is so yeah. talented you just stand back get out of the way you well, know and, and, then, and the crawford boxes it's a yeah. flick of the wrist, and there's a home run. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you don't really have to do, uh, yeah, really much of anything. Um, yeah, way overrated. But yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, do I think some shady stuff went down two nights ago in New York? Yes. They could have. They could have said that that was going to be a rain delay from the beginning, and it was going to be postponed. But instead, they had everybody come to the ballpark. 
And then all of a sudden, miraculously, the Indian, the guardians couldn't find a hotel room that night and had to split up their team in five hotel rooms or five hotels mm-hmm. in New York. Yeah. Because those rooms were just all of a sudden were gone. Yeah. As if they couldn't buy people out of them. Exactly. Like, yeah. It was just, you know, that story. Yeah. yeah like, it's you know, just uh, like, I don't know. Like, I mean, uh, this is where I was going with this. It's year one, but is this playoff format broken already? Yeah, I don't know. I've been going back and forth on that. I, on one hand, I'm thinking, you know, it, it kind of feels right just because, you know, you're rewarding the, the, the teams with the best records. And, but what's uh, your reward to win the division if you have to sit for a week and then come out flat? Right. Well, you yeah. Know, like, so that's, don't come on flat. Yeah. yeah but right. I mean, what, but when you're used, look- when you're used to playing every other every day, or at least just one day, like to have six days off or five days off, like. Yeah. Well, my biggest good. problem with it is, I guess you know, um, yes, yeah, so you're a division winner, uh, but if you're the division winner with third best record, then that really didn't do you much no, good. There's no. There's, you, there's nothing. The home no, field advantage. You know, well, I mean, the, realistically, there's no advantage. The only advantage you get to, for winning a division is the fact that you do have home field because you don't like, I guess if you're a first two, you get to set your rotation, but like, yeah, you're, you're still, but you're still off for how long that's when, if, if you're not in a sport where you're, if you're not playing every single day, like baseball, you know, like it's different for if it's hockey or if it's, basketball where you're used to having a couple days off couple days off couple days off, right like but like like look at it like the the top two teams in the al have moved on but the al was completely different than the nl the al everybody was sat for the whole almost the whole week already in the nl the only two teams that were still fighting for their lives realistically playoff lives are the only two still still playing because they were like you know yeah. and the only the, the best series that happened other than these two teams winning was the Padres and Mets which the Mets were also fighting for their life the whole time because they were trying to win the division against the Braves there's just I think there's something to be said with the break and I don't, I'm not I'm putting like the whole yeah Cardinals were the three seed they're division winner and didn't get out of the didn't get to the divisional series. That whole format part, whatever. But the whole week long break that goes into it, or like if you're really gonna do it, then make the next series start on Monday. So then those wild card teams, they play four straight days, and it's then it's really only three days off for that. Those first two seats. Well, you yeah. got a late yeah. start. Did we didn't we get a late start this year or two? Were we? Uh, well, but that that didn't affect the that didn't no, affect but, anything else. But it would it would affect like you're saying if we add some days off for everybody. No, because then the, the wild card the wild card week would have those three games would have been played just in the middle of the week. So all they did was they took took the first three games up top, moved them to the back end, and then slid it three more days. Yeah, yeah they they probably need to do some tweaking. I mean, you know, uh, I'm not you know I'm I'm not feeling the uh, and this isn't just because the Cardinals lost. The, the three-game series, there's something about that. Uh, I mean, if you're going to do that, one. you might as well just – what's that? Better than one. 
Yeah, well, I'll yeah, it's better than about. one, but uh, but not much better. I mean, it's it's just kind of random uh, because you know, I mean, you know, the Cardinals Phillies play again. You know, Cardinals could win. You know, it's just so random. Well, I, I think it's just it's just different that no no other year has a division win since they put this in a division winner since they put in the wild card game. I should say has a division winner had the exact same setup as one of the wild card teams. The exact same benefit of it all. Like actual gameplay wise. Mm-hmm. Like because well, then there was the there was the wild card play in games. So then yeah. the three division winners got that one game in hand because they didn't have to burn a guy. Well if you're gonna do six, you know, I mean uh, why not make it eight and then go and then seat them one eight, two seven, so on and so forth. You know, and just just do it that way, uh, and, well, and then or, everybody everybody plays. Or honestly, if you're gonna if you want to do it this way, just just realign <laughs> divisions and go four divisions. Right. Then you have four division winners, and you have you know what, a, and that's it. Or if you go eight, then you have the top two division winners in each in each thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah which yeah, I don't know. Or or do you do yeah? That'd be the top the right? four division winners, and then. The teams with the next next four best records, um, you know, <clears throat> but yeah, somehow uh, so that you don't get this, you know, three games, five games, seven games, a uh, week off for uh, two teams, um, you know. And now I have no problem with in that the first rounds where teams don't have any time off. Uh, I I think yeah, you you should have to just keep playing. But yeah, on the other hand, though, uh, like you said, does it? You know, you want maybe a couple of days off, but boy, you, you certainly don't want a week off. Not yeah. when, not when you're playing baseball. But then, like a first round of if you have eight eight teams playing, then it's. I just feel like it, the whole postseason is going to go way too late. The weather starts. To no, get so so it, do do the eight teams and do the. If you want to have it, yeah, three games or yeah, three games or even do. Do a, quote what they talked about a best of five but the higher seed or the division winner has a banked win so they only have to win two and the other team has to win three there's your benefit of winning a division you have a you have one less win to have to get in the first round or do you do here i'm gonna throw this one out um you know and dave i don't know if it worked uh, well uh matt as well you guys playing volleyball if it worked this way, but like in uh, hockey tournaments that, uh, well, I guess all these, all these tournaments where you uh, essentially are in a pool, you know, yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. you know, uh, four and have two pools or what, whatever it is. Uh, and everybody plays everybody. And yeah, I don't know what your tiebreakers would be or whatever, but uh, um, anyway, just throwing that out there as, yeah. as uh so put all the all the division winners into a pool, you know, like a little round robin, and yeah, like a round robin, and then put in uh, wins and then points scored or something, or or you know runs scored, I guess, or runs not given up, something like that. I just, I just yeah, think I the well, I was gonna say, I just think the MLB is really kicking itself because of the format they put in, and now having a New York team out, a Los Angeles team out, yeah. the second best team in Atlanta, and the defending champs are out, like all because. I'll be and let's be real. The 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 Braves 
and Dodgers are out because their bats did not stay hot. They did not have the same offensive thump that they had throughout the whole season. Yeah. And that, I mean, there's only one thing you look at. It's got to be because of the long break. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I just don't understand. I just don't, for me personally, I don't understand the break. You're in, a, you're in a sport that the break doesn't happen like that except for the All-Star game. Yeah, so the All-Star game. I mean, yeah, so why does, does not, it happen before the playoffs? Yeah, it does not lend itself. I mean, you're, you're in a sport that, you know, it's roll, routine. Roll it's, right into it, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, you know, I, I, yeah, I think it's certainly uh, maybe not the factor, <clears throat> but a contributing factor for sure. Well, would it be better than to maybe trim the regular season by – Matt, that's money out of the owner's pockets. They're but, not, but, oh, yeah, they yeah, talked yeah. about but that. But then extend the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. But, that, not every, but then not every team gets one. Not every owner is going to get the whole 162. Yeah, but then they the – The thing that they – The that it all goes into and they split it evenly or something. Oh, something. Yeah. Don't, don't yeah, start revenue sharing. Right. Revenue yeah. sharing would – no, that would blow up because then you'd have people complaining that the Yankees are giving money to Tampa to fund their roster, blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, pretty much, right. <laughs> But no, I think I mean realistically, if they want to do something like they did, and not give as long of a break, what about like I mean you do it anyway? Make the wildcard teams play double headers over that weekend mm-hmm. in a three game series. Then yeah, yeah, you play uh, yeah afternoon evening uh, double header. You know, as, as part of that to shorten it. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean I I see what Matt's saying, and that proposal has been out there a number of times, uh, 154 games, and then then you start the playoffs a, a week earlier or along the same lines for the regular season, what Rick, you were just saying, um, you know, incorporate more double headers into the schedule and shorten it by a, uh, uh, shorten the season by a week. You know, you could do that. Yeah. I also, I also just wonder if they should go to something where like the, like minor leagues does this every minor league, they don't play whatever day it is. I don't know if it's a Thursday or a Monday. Everybody is off that day. That's a day of travel for everybody. Just start setting schedules where it's like, whether you, you know, whether you want to have them, I guess it'd probably be Monday. It would probably be, well, I guess maybe alternate every week, Monday, Thursday, right? So everybody's off, say this week, right? Everybody plays Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, off Thursday, play Thursday, Friday, Saturday, then they play Monday, you know, like something like, something that lends itself to like when comes postseason and you're going to give i don't know no i guess that doesn't work either no but you could just have maybe all the wildcard teams go into a home run derby and then whoever wins <laughs> those then they move on to play this is one night then you know so one night of just fun i just i i mean oh, no, I, everybody's got to hit even the pitcher or, or a fielding contest or something or like fielding that. oh god <laughs> <laughs> It just, I just don't know. I don't know what they can do. It just feels so, it just felt so weird to see those teams off for five days. And then, I mean, even the Yankees came out how flat the first three games. I mean, well, really, they never really regained their swing. The only team that didn't, for some reason, come out flat, which I guess they came out flat and then figured it out halfway through game one is the Astros. Where they end up coming back from six. But some of the Guardians never were flat. Well, they never had. They never with took a third off. Of, with a third of payroll of the Yankees. Or they never. Not. No, they, they never. Off. But they they didn't take. They weren't off. They won their. That's what I'm saying. They didn't have. They didn't sit. 
it's the same thing. Like the Mets, the Mets didn't sit, but then the Braves sat, and the Braves came out completely dog crap against the Phillies. The Phillies and Padres played down to the wire. Who's left? The Phillies and Padres. The Dodgers, the Dodgers coached them in. Yeah, but they're, but they're still able to play if they wanted to. You know what I mean? They're still playing competitive games. They didn't have five game five days off. I just don't understand the whole in a sport that you don't have more than one day off unless it's for a rain delay. You have more than a series length off. Because they because think about it, all oh, the season wrapped up on Wednesday, so then they were off Thursday, and then the the games went Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then everybody was off on Monday. So then that's already five days. And the Dodgers series started the second day of, of all the games. So then it was Dodgers Padres and Dodgers had sit, sat six days at that point. Yeah. I would imagine there, that's something they're going to talk about. Um, I just yeah, feel like yeah, those owners, the owners, Dodgers and Mets and all of them are going to be like, no, no, no. Yeah. We got to figure we had a hundred and something wins and we lost in the wild card round. And the Braves are going to be like, well, we had a hundred and whatever wins. We're defending champs. And we had to sit and become rusty. And the Dodgers are going to say we had 114 or whatever they were. And, you know, I just, I don't know how they do it. I just, well, you know, the, maybe the, they should have just kept the format the way it was and had the, the one wild card game play a three game series or a two game series in a, in two days. Play a one and one, and if there's a tie, if they're if they split, then there's a double header on day two. Hey guys, want to keep up to date on all your sporting news? Head on over to our new website, sportsdividedsn.com, and sign up for our emails. You'll get emails anytime there's new content created and posted on our website. We're looking to be your sports news provider. We promise to give you our best content about the teams you and we care about the most again the website is sportsdividedsn.com go on over and check us out now here's something uh, to think about too next year if i'm not mistaken uh they're playing uh, a balanced schedule everybody's yes. gonna play everybody yeah and uh, you know are we to the point where uh you know uh and this is almost sacrilegious where it's not the american league national league but it's uh, when you play the balanced schedule to the top uh, 16 teams uh, and then they're seated. And I would then, love that. Or, or is it not even – maybe they still keep it American National, but maybe divisions are wow. not. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's, it's like well, it used because, to be. Because yeah. they're still going to play more games against – you're playing a balanced schedule, but all the National League teams are still playing more against the National League. Against your own division. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. It's, it's not, not balanced so, in the sense that everybody's so, playing equal. Yeah, it's not, it's not like everybody. the NHL where you're playing, you know, what you still play more against your division. But maybe they get rid of the divisions and they say it's just going to be the top, top six from the NL and top six from the AL. It yeah. doesn't matter whatever. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, I mean, that's basically what, what you do in the NHL, well, not the NHL, but the NBA. And um, the NFL. Yeah. 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 I, I like that. Uh, you get a team like the Dodgers, though, too. You know, how much meaningful baseball did they even play for the last month or so of the season? Really, not a whole lot, right? You know, well, I mean, it, you just kind of get into that lull and then you have a week off. And then it's like, the okay. Cardinals did the same thing, too, because the pod, because the Brewers mailed it in. The Cardinals were like that. Yeah. The, la- they, the last, that's real. Yeah, I think I, I think I'd be more concerned about that. Not that you have any control over it, but more concerned about getting so far ahead 
that you know you're mm-hmm. just coasting to get through the season and you're you know you're full on like aggression mode or yeah you know, i mean you're you're playing but you're not at that team. level you know. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's something that I was like, I've thought about since I actually thought about all this. We talked about a couple of weeks ago before the playoffs, like if it was good to have that break. And I was like, I guess we'll know in a week or whatever, whenever it was in two weeks, whatever I said at the time, whether it's good to have that break or not, because this is exactly what I was afraid of the rust, just enough of a rust in a, in, in maybe they just do it to where they turn everything into a seven game series. Because by the time you lose four, then you can't really blame it on rust too much anymore. You know, like rust can affect it because you can lose two and then you can only lose, you can't lose another game for the next whatever. I don't know. It's just the NBA, the MLB's got something on their hands that's probably, probably going to be a big, big talking point with some high dollar owners here in a little bit. And, that doesn't even take into account some of the high dollar teams that are having issues with players or high players that are having issues with uh, organizations, AKA uh, Shohei Itani, who's apparently talking about going back to Japan. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about blowing that one up. Angels. Uh, so we'll move on. Um, he choose them though. There were other teams, but he wanted to be on the West Coast. Well, no, I mean they just gave him the most money. Yeah, but they want they, they paid. were in it. It was us in Boston, and they were about they, five teams. Yeah, well, the Angels well, the big bucks stuff. No, the Angels won his rights. They 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 bought out his rights. That so the way right. this happens is they the there's seal, an, was it the sealed bids right. Yeah, there's an asking price, and then teams try to come in lower. The Angels were the only team that that actually paid the asking price. Everybody else offered a little lower, thinking they could maybe get them for less than the than the uh, posted asking transfer price, which is it had happened before. Like when the Rangers got Hugh Darvish, they came in like three million dollars under the posted asking price and got them because they were technically the highest post highest offer it's some it's i don't know it's weird trans i don't know why they should just be regular free agents what's the difference except i guess the difference is that japan team wants their money for losing the guy yeah yeah that's got to be what it is i don't know or the league at least but so we'll move on to uh I have a question before we talk about the two weeks that we need to talk about with the bears, but um, how bad is this bears offense? What's the worst part about the bears offense? Maybe that's the start. Well, so here, here's, here's the thing. The bears have scored 93 total points. That's in their, in their six games. That's 15.5 points a game. That is the third worst in the NFL. Uh, stats on how many drop balls. I'm sure I, I'll try to find that here in a bit. I'll let you talk here in a little bit after I read these off, yeah. and I'll try to find that for you. Yeah. Um, the fifth worst point total is uh, Mitchell Trubisky and the Pittsburgh Steelers at 97. 
Oh, that's not uh, all Mitchell Trubisky. It's the other guy too. Kenny Pickett. Well, yeah. Mitch is Mitch is back in now though, right? Yeah. Well, no, no. Apparently, uh, uh, it might be Mason Rudolph. Yeah. Oh, I, oh, I thought. <laughs> oh, I'm saying they no, they haven't. They didn't announce like they right because Pickett is supposedly going to play again, but they haven't said whether it's Trubisky or Rudolph going to be the backup. There's, you got to keep, keep that other team guessing. Because there's an open competition for who the backup could be. AKA, it's an open competition for who's starting. I think, and because they're going to just say it's pick it, pick it, pick it, and then last minute say, oh, he couldn't go, just so the team doesn't know who they're preparing for. Um, the fourth worst is the Tennessee Titans at 96 points, and then you got the Bears at 93. The Denver Broncos at 91 and the Houston Texans at 86. The Bears are a touchdown better than the Texans on offense right now. Can we stop showing the Bears and the Broncos on primetime TV? <laughs> well, get ready for it. It's Monday night. Yeah. Uh, well, and you think uh, Fields and the offense, uh, they've struggled uh, before. I mean, wait till Belichick gets hold of them. I know. Yeah, this, this, could be, this could be very ugly. Yeah. Uh, New England's defense had a big week last week. Yeah, it's not going to be pretty. You know, and I thank God Ryan Pace didn't screw us by trading everything for Russell Wilson. It, the, that trade that the Broncos made too is is like everything and your children and they're stuck to him and they just don't look good mm-hmm. at all <laughs> like I, I don't know I I'd be more worried being in a, a fan of a team like that than a fan of a team like the Bears I know whoa but you know it, it's at least maybe we kind of have a direction I feel like they chose their direction and it's like the wrong the absolute wrong way well, the biggest thing with the Bears and the direction is you're going to have a real high draft pick next year. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of money. And there's a lot of decent players, including quarterbacks out there. Do you have to go get a quarterback again? And because if you wait, you know, now you're going to be four years in like Trubisky and everything else. I mean, they, they've got to make that decision. And I've seen some things that just – Wow. I mean, they're going out of their way to blame other people other than him and yeah. stuff like that. But it's you know, and there's there's truth in that. I mean, no doubt, you know, with the receivers and the line, but uh, you know, and I, I sound like a broken record all the time talking about just you know the I mean the eye test, you know, what you see and just watching him, it it's not happening, you know. I mean, every now I mean the the the, the first uh, option always seems to be uh you know, tuck it and run. And um, and as we've all seen on these broadcasts, uh, they show almost every game, at least once or twice, show the uh, open receiver who should have been targeted, uh, should have been thrown to, um, and instead he makes the wrong decision, you know. And, I mean, how many times – I mean, they, they have to be talking to him about that. They have to be showing that to him the ones in the that film worry sessions me, every week. The ones that worry me more are the ones where the guy's wide open and he drills it into the ground five yards in front of him, and, he's, yeah. and there's nobody on him. Yeah. He's, or, he's completely loose. Yeah. And or like the, just, the throw to the end zone in, uh, in the uh, other game, you know, where the guy was completely – he was wide open, and he overthrew him. 
That's yeah, just put it put it into the bucket, and he throw overthrew him by twelve feet. Yeah. Well, and on and the news, they were trying to blame the tight end that he needs he needs to figure out he's running directly away from an angle just a little more. Yeah. As they put it, you got to rub it your junk pointed in so that he can see you a little better. <laughs> really, you're out, you're out yeah, there, yeah. you're getting you're getting open. You actually got a guy who got separation, which is something for our Bears receiver to begin with, and he wasn't. Going at exactly the right angle. I mean, <laughs> you, you, Justin Fields yeah. put a little heat on it. He didn't need to. He needed to just loft it in there, and he didn't. And he got, he got a little excited. Saw the guy wide open. Was like, I'm getting it to him, and that was it. You know. So, well, picture nice. this for a minute. If you Justin Fields missed that. As bad as our offense is, what if we didn't have two good running backs? Oh yeah, and we have two above average running backs. Yeah, we wouldn't have won anything. <laughs> Think of how bad it would be if we had neither one of those guys. Yeah. And you were getting two or three yards of carry on a run. On top our of that, our bad offensive line would look would look a whole lot worse too because we wouldn't have that you know the run blocking to help them at all. They would have just been like on skates there trying to protect the quarterback when knowing we don't have a run game to save them. Period. So. So, so Matt, according to uh, NBC Sports, the official total for drops for the Bears is six. Yeah, so you put, you know, I mean, to put that together with the misfires, you know, high, wide, long, <laughs> you know. One per um, game. They got the Bears down for one per game. One drop per game through. And that's twenty third. Seems they like were that's. Watching, they, were, they were watching what game? So yeah, it seems so, like that's no, So they consisted of a drop as a ball that is thrown within non-stretching of the hands and arms. Oh Lord! Well, okay. So it's got to be within a decent, easy vicinity. Cleveland leads the league at thirteen. We have nine, six, six, six. six. Well, it's because he doesn't throw the ball within. But so then, what the like what what you're seeing though with like some of those yeah that are quote on drops, then they're what they're doing is they're then putting them to. Uh, Justin Fields, as in the, uh, remember when I went over that average completion percentage number yeah. a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. that. Uh, the intent, the intended completion or whatever, which is plus or minus league average, and league average is quote zero. That Justin Fields is still minus ten point seven percent, which is second worst in the NFL. So all this plays together, and then couple in the fact that they're really not even throwing them that much, right? So like, if they threw it more, they're probably 100, 115 attempts. Right. So like, would he throw it nineteen times in one game or whatever? Some stupid low and. It was 11. It was 11 in the game against Green Bay. So there you go. I mean, so magnify that over like his sample size and then those drops versus how many times is Jacoby Brissett throwing the ball and they have 13 drops. We've got six over probably half the amount of attendance too. So I don't know. It's just one of those things that that is part of it. I believe I I don't think receivers are getting well, there are receivers that are getting open because Jacoby Br- Jacoby Percent has two hundred and six attempts. And Justin Fields so, has one fifteen. One fifteen. That's almost half the amount. So I mean, it's it's right on par then. So I would say you have six or so drops. He's got 90, 91 different 
91 different attempts. Well, he said, it goes back, I don't have the numbers in front of me that are there. It goes back to me watching him at Ohio State, though. He made up for a lot of stuff. On a lot of, you know, he'd hit two or three or four bombs in a game because he had a, a receiving core that was unbelievable that yeah. were out there. It, there was always somebody open, and fast as hell with good hands. So he could miss three plays in a row and, was, and then hit one for 35 over the middle. It looks like he's playing well. Uh, well, and then speaking of that, and, and, and I, I don't want to discount, I mean, I, I give him credit because I mean, he does have a good arm, and but uh, even yeah. that catch by Mooney in the Vikings game, uh, you know, basically bailed him out on that play. I mean, that was just an unbelievable catch. And but, uh, you know, you know, if you're going to nitpick, you know, that, that ball was, uh, uh, eh, I guess, overthrown. I mean, Mo- Mooney saved him on, on that one. I mean, it was a great, uh, yeah. great catch. Uh, and that happens, you know, so, I mean, you got to, you got to give him some credit as well, but anyway, it, you just don't see the consistency of, with uh, decision-making and um, it just seems like, and, and that's what'll be interesting against uh, New England to see what do they do to shut down the running game? And then if they do that, then what happens, you know? Yeah. I mean, they will. Mm-hmm. You won't see it unless it's injury and stuff like that. But the telltale, where the telltale would come with me, let's say Fields gets injured, misses two games, and they play Trevor Simeon, mm-hmm. who is a average NFL quarterback. He's he made to be a backup, you know, but can start and not going to kill you sometimes. And, and so that if Simeon comes in and does not look as bad as Fields does, then you have your answer for next draft. Yeah. I mean, he comes in, he runs the offense, runs the plays, makes smart yeah. decisions. And, the, you know, he'll hit that open, the hot receiver, he'll hit that yeah. the yeah. open guy. He's going to, he's going to do that. And he throws a deep ball. Yeah. They're, uh, they're not going to score 42 points. It, but... You know, they're not going to score 42 points, but they're not going to score seven, uh, no. you know, and they're if not going to blow. In, the... He comes in and they score 21 or 24. Mm. You have your answer. Yeah. yeah. And then you don't have the right guy right now. Right. Yeah. So, so one thing, Justin Fields' pass rating is 72.7. So next gen, NFL next gen has the this chart. We used to, I used to show it a lot. Uh, this year they created a new chart for passer ratings throughout like where uh, league average is. Um let me see. I'll try to pull it up here, actually, for you guys to be able to see it. Um, so his uh, actually, I actually saw this and I was surprised at some of this, um, but also then it goes to show how bad he is in other areas. So his. Of course, it's taken forever. Um, His passing grid. Come on. I'll cut this out. Well, I can can cut in real quick. Um, Don't look now. Bulls are uh, 109 to 101. So fourth quarter is real on the NBA. Mm -hmm. Oh, tomorrow with a big three. There we go. Okay. 
So let's share this. So this is his his uh, QBR compared to league average on throws. So a deep ball down the left side of the field, he's actually almost double league average for QBR. Mm -hmm. And he's above average downfield on the right side. But guess what the biggest issue is when it comes to all of this? This is the the uh, twenty plus yards, or even ten to twenty yards, where he's above average on all of his QBR stuff is not where they're throwing the ball most of the time. <laughs> most of the time is in between the ten and line of scrimmage, where he is uh, almost fifty points below league average down the middle of this down the seams, uh, inside ten yards, and he is. 42 points below average on the uh, throwing side of the numbers inside 10 yards. And then he's uh, also below 40 points into the flat and the throwing side, meaning uh, he can't dump the ball off to a, uh, a running back too well either. Yeah. A lot of his, um, uh, yeah, throws in, in, in uh, those areas. Yeah, he's, he's missed a lot of guys into the ground or, or wide enough where they have to, uh, you know, even if they catch it, uh, they're not in a position to turn up field and run. You know, they're just trying to catch it to maintain possession. It just because we've ran a lot of screens. I feel like we've run. Well, Matt, look, it's probably all directly down the middle. It's yeah. probably because it's off a hash. Yeah. And it's yeah, technically inside right. the hashes, or he throws it to the left hand side to, to them. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a, that's interesting to see. I mean, it makes perfect sense looking at it like this. You know, it, he does clearly, and it, it always is that he's got his one read. He's looking either deep or some sort of crossing route, and he misses the, 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 the trailing guy across, you know, right at mm -hmm. the first down or just, just shy of it. And he, doesn't even see him. Yeah. And, you know, that and, uh, you know, then you come, I mean, just like game awareness, situational awareness, you know, you mean, you, you know, the best quarterbacks, uh, you know, they put all that together. I mean, you know, know what the situation is, you know, if it's third and four, you hit that guy uh, crossing down the middle. Don't, um, you know, get the, get the yardage, get the first down, you know, don't, uh, don't go deeper. It's, Aaron um, Rogers. He, he, it's like third and seven and they get eight or nine yards always mm -hmm. like, always consistently it's i don't know if it's, it's play calling or if it's just him being as good as he is um yeah it's our, our combination but yeah this is uh this this does this is pretty telling looking at it like this in the graph <laughs> well it's just i mean one it goes to show that like he's bailed out a couple times that's the, i think the only reason he's got the yeah. 129 yeah, if exactly. you think about it that's the, that's the 80 yard mooney catch in there well it's not only that that's that down the right hand sign is the uh blown coverage by the 49ers to pettis that went to yeah, the house yeah. yeah yeah you know like that's so i i wish i wish this would also show how many completions happened to those places but it doesn't it just shows the qbr yeah. um but it also, you know, look, he has zero down the actual middle of the field. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if that means he just doesn't throw it down the middle of the field 
down the seam over I 20 yards? Well, like, no, that, throw that he or if he just that, is that bad and he misses them. Yeah, or he, I mean, he's had uh, remember he's had several interceptions down the middle of the field. That's I just don't Cole know. Yeah. yeah. Oh well, Cole Komet's not twenty plus. Cole Komet is. <laughs> you know where Cole Komet is, Dave? Cole Komet is right here, where he's just below league average. Either that or he's blocking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because they need help. Because they, yeah. you know, because mm. the, the offensive line GM knows so well how to get offensive line guys that help so well. Yeah. <laughs> but uh so we'll we'll stop showing this for right now, and we will talk a little bit more. We'll talk we'll talk more in depth on the Thursday night game. Touch on a couple things when it comes to uh, the heartbreak in Minnesota, if you want to call it that. Um, my two points for that Minnesota game, if anybody can remember it, is uh, what is the defensive coordinator doing? Uh, does he just not read scouting reports to let Justin <laughs> Jefferson have 12 catches for 154 yards? Well, and wanted to Kirk Cousins go. Yeah, the bootleg thing. He, mm-hmm. No, it was a career for him in the first, what, who went 12 for 12? For 14 for 14. 14. He broke 14. his record, but he ended up 14 for 14 with seven of those 14 going to Justin Jefferson. Yeah. And five of those 14 going to Adam Thielen. Hey, here's an idea. Maybe put a guy over the top and a guy underneath of them, both. Or is or is he just that good? You know, like you you could, he's going to get Or is the Bears secondary that bad? Yeah. I mean, I've seen flashes from Brisker and, and Gordon here and there. But, yeah, I think they're they're young. And they're not. not those, they're not cover guys, though. No, they're not. They're come up and make tackles on guys. That's the thing. Like, yeah. especially Brisker. He's a creep up to the line and yeah. hammer somebody on a screen or a flat or a run. maybe get a pick here or there and then yeah. come up and stop the run. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing is hold on to the ball. Final drive. <laughs> and you just let it get like you didn't even fumble it. You let the guy rip it right out of your arm. No, you need to get out. And then go the then go the other. Doesn't even matter getting out of bounds. Just you feel the guy. Maybe put two hands on it. Don't let him just rip it out and then go ten yards. The guy didn't even fall down when he ripped it out. He was able to go ten yards the other way with the ball. Yeah, but it was yeah yeah that that guy has now since he had one more week I think last he's gone on the team now he's he's been cut so. And he had a big drop hit, uh, hit through the hands, hit him in the chest, threw it, whatever, you know. So he's gone. Can't even think of his name. Isaiah. Well, and a, and a punt returner is going to make a difference continuing to catch balls with his face mask. They're going to have to stick with them, right? I mean, I don't know. Well, I don't know, man. If he's out there Monday, I think if I was a Bears fan, I think I would. Uh, I just rush. Drinking. I just rush eleven and just. Uh, but the ball stop where it stops. <laughs> so uh yeah, right, it's true. <laughs> the guy the guy is Hamir Smith Marset. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, the guy well and he just got cut. He did. He he also last year played for the Vikings. Yeah, right. I know that they said that too. It's like, oh, he gave that one away to them. It's like, no, I don't know. But no, I mean I don't think there's he, a reason think, he's gone from there too. <laughs> I think he's I think he's got more to do with uh trying to want to hold on to the ball because he wants to keep a job in the NFL than let an old teammate strip the ball from him. Yeah. But those are just my two biggest takeaways from that game. Um 
And then we'll get anybody else got anything from the Minnesota game they can remember, or do we well, all just I think, have the bitter taste in their mouth from Thursday night? I think, yeah, well, I and I, I think this we've seen this all year. The the Bears aren't good, but the nice thing is, yeah, Minnesota looked like world beaters in the first half. Second half was a totally different story. There were adjustments made, there were things that were done to you know limit what Kirk Cousins was doing. Um, so it's just, it, I think that's more to say that Eberflus might be the guy and the team, you know, the, the coaching staff at least are the right ones in the right position, you know, so you can get a team like this to totally flip the script at the second half and, and almost win a game that that first quarter or so was like, wow, I, I want to shut the TV off. So that's something. Uh, you know, that was my probably my biggest takeaway from that game. And then you go into the the Washington game and you just throw it all off the window. But you know, it was because we all we all start drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> yeah, it was it was fun well, to watch and it was, but, it was impressive to see the, the change. But um, some of that though with the Minnesota game was I don't think I think it was also uh, why am I blanking on this? Who's the head coach of Minnesota? Oh, they just they just got a new one. Oh, I know. He's um, I can't think of it either. I can picture his face, but so, O'Connell is that it? Yeah, I think that's right. Not Bud Grant. <laughs> yeah, Kevin O'Connell. Con- yeah, Kevin O'Connell. So I think some of that also though was O'Connell kind of changed the way he was calling the game. He kind of went a little like when they were up big, he went a little bit more less downfield stuff and more conservative handing the ball off to Dalvin cook, which I think plays in the closer you keep the ball to the line of scrimmage for the bears. I think that plays into their defense. Yeah. Cause then Roquan can be a lot more, you know, involved. Mm-hmm. I think when you have Je- like, I mean, Justin Jefferson also threw a pass for 23 yards. <laughs> hey, game break bulls are officially undefeated. <laughs> there we go. Bulls uh, pulled out a win against the Heat. They win, I think. Sure. Jack Levine, first game of the season against. Jerry's the- man out those those uh, tickets for the playoffs now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't well, I would hope. I would hope. I would hope so. Half the, half the NBA quits throughout. Like they're we're on the NL Central mode of playing AAA baseball. Half the half the NBA is. <laughs> Vader has another home run tonight. Just no, just off off page here for a second. Uh, is that how the Yankees got their one run? I don't even know. I was watching the uh, Padres yep. game. Fourth home run of the postseason. There we go. I mean, I could have told you he was going to go back home. He's he is a New York type. Like he likes the bright lights. He's a New York guy. Like he's from the Bronx. I don't. You know, like. Did I think it was going to happen this year? No, because I thought the heel was going to be an issue. But I think that ballpark helps them too. Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Jordan Montgomery was good. So, but so the thing though about it is, is just like the different ways the Bears, like usually you talk about different ways a team wins a football game. The different ways the Bears lose a football game is ridiculous. <laughs> like Thursday night. So 
So tell me what you if, if I told you this two Wednesdays ago, the Bears were gonna hold the Washington Commanders to 128 yards rushing, 99 yards passing. So a total of 227 yards. Um and no throwing touchdowns. And what and three you, trips to the red zone. And what would you what would you say? The yeah, Bears three, won. Three, the Bears won that game. Three five, two within the one. Yeah. But no, but I'm saying so. Just on defense alone, if the Bears held the Commanders to that, one touchdown, less than 230 yards of total offense. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's a pretty good recipe for a win. That's a win. And you lose by five points. <laughs> Yeah. Because you yourself on offense threw for 190 yards with a with an interception in the red zone. Um got sacked five times for 36 total yards. And here's the other thing is you had two two runs, one by Justin Fields and one by Khalil Herbert that Went over. Khalil Herbert's went sixty-three yards. Fields went thirty-nine yards, mm-hmm. both on drives that you didn't score on. Yeah, you didn't even get another field goal. That's it's really painful. You had a sixty-three-yard yeah. run and didn't get a field goal out of that. Yeah, and you, it like you, you have like two, two camps, right? One is like, well. You want to see some progression, but we want to we want to tank for the best pick. Uh, but but then you also don't want to just like learn how to lose. You know what I mean? Like you break people, you lose people. Right? Here, but here's the thing: is the cupboard is so bare. Yeah. What does one pick do? Well, I mean, it's. It's, my point is, but my, like you're, you're, it's going to be multiple years of this. Is my point basically almost a first round pick? You know what, what I'm mean? saying? It's going to be multiple years of this because that's how bare everything is. Yeah. Yeah. Unless, unless well, they go cut the some cap tracks. space. The caps, yeah, that's exactly. I mean, they will. Well, they get a hundred million dollars to spend next year. Yeah. Yeah. But cap. they could have, they could have done the same thing this year and not had Darnell Mooney, a legit four wide receiver, be your number one. I, I don't disagree with that. You know what I mean? Like I, yeah. I just think they're what I think honestly what they're doing, what Poles is doing, and this sounds really bad, is he's setting this up to be so bad that he gets five years because it's a complete rebuild. Well, they got rid of more than half the roster. That's that's oh, my point. That's oh, my point. Ryan Pace had five years and it was it was bad. I mean, it wasn't good. It was okay. I mean, there was but there so was, if your roster goes, boy, they were bad. But so yeah, what I'm saying is, still see what's left. But I'm <laughs> saying polls, polls is make polls is making sure he at least has five years because he can be like, you can't rebuild this in two years. Look how bare it was. Well, I think yeah, I, I have think all that big... cap space, but what am I going to do? Go give it to one guy and us not have anything productive out of it. Yeah, I think the big big sign, uh, the big indicator will be what, what do they do a quarterback. Uh, you know, I mean, uh, unless there's some dramatic uh, turnaround and improvement by Fields, you know, they, I mean, they have to do something. And, and in my mind, uh, you know, maybe you, you draft a quarterback, but you have to go out and get somebody who's established and can come in and um, I hate to use the word caretaker, but I um, mean, you know, because uh, unless there's somebody out there 
you can spend big bucks for who's who's going to be a legit number one difference making uh, quarterback. Um, but but if he sticks with Fields, then that I guess that tells you. Well, you know, all you and, need to know there. Well, well, that, we draft, we draft the well yeah. that is that is what worries me. The a lot of every projection right now. So if the season ended today, the Bears would have the number three pick. Hmm. Every single mock draft has the Chicago Bears taking Will Anderson from Alabama. Okay. The edge rusher. Yeah. Well, I, that, well, that's another position. Yeah, because because. But in my mind, that means they they're talking. They're talking. They're talking to these guys, and they know Fields is getting at least one more year. Yeah, that's what worries me. Because well, otherwise, why do they not have them taking a need and saying they're taking you know, I don't know, whoever, whether it's. I don't, I don't know what the what this will draft, will this will Levis. I mean, this draft they're saying is four to five first round quarterbacks. Yeah, which that's you know, but again, it's you know, it's it's a total crapshoot when it comes to a lot of these guys, even from the big programs. I can tell you, the only guy that I would not draft is CJ Stroud, and he'll probably be the first overall pick because yeah, it's another, another another Ohio State quarterback. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some sort of offensive line, but I think what they've done with Braxton Jones, they got him late. I'm not saying that you can always grab a guy late. I, I, I think he's good. good. I think every year, a t- the t- I, this is what I believe. The Rams actually, I think when they were good, or not good, but decent here in St. Louis, they did this almost every year. They would take an offensive lineman in the third round every single year. Every single year, there's an offensive lineman, or some if they took him in the second because somebody was there, then they wouldn't. But it was either the second or the third round, they were always taken, and, and it was always an interior offensive lineman. Mm-hmm. Why, like, what's the you know, yeah, you, yeah, I, I think that's where you win it. I don't, I yeah, don't, who, who has the best offensive line this year? I mean, who has what are the what are the stats for that? Because I'm, I'm pretty sure Philadelphia's offensive line. Philly, is. Philly is the number one offensive okay. line. They're saying, so, and then Dallas is number. Dallas is up there too in the top five. I, I'm not gonna. I remember a couple of years back when Jalen Hurts was getting drafted, and in his first year or two, it was nobody really believed in in Jalen Hurts. I don't know that he's that good of a quarterback, but he was. I think had more promise than Mitch Trubisky at that time, and was hoping the Bears could somehow land him. And move on but i it's it's similar to justin fields right you you get a, a number one wide receiver you have a good tight end and then you get a great offensive line with the when we have a running game so i don't think jalen hurts is that much better than justin fields give justin fields two or three years do you really think jalen hurts is that much better i mean honestly i don't jalen hurts has a lot better decision making and he always yeah. has Mm-hmm. Uh, he won a national championship. I mean, he, and I and I do I do on Alabama I, on Alabama. Yeah, but you still, yeah, but you see what happened. He if he didn't have better if thing on Alabama is they're five deep in every position. You don't play your position well. There's three guys behind you. I mean, think, of, their hands. think <laughs> of that. The, he actually lost the starting job the year they won it. He ended up playing in the next year when they lost to Clemson. But think of the Alabama room for four years was. Jalen Hurt, before he transferred to Oklahoma, Tua, 
Yeah. Mac Jones. Yeah. Yeah, that's just crazy. Three, yeah, three they're running, they're, starters. Yeah, but they're I running think, a pro-style offense. Guys are running pro-style routes. Yes, I also think deep down, I think the the thing is, is I think Jalen Hurts is coachable. I don't think Justin Fields is coachable. Well, he's moping on the sidelines. He got his head down and, and oh, woe is me. And this is just terrible. And I'm, and I'm trying to, that's not exactly encouraging to the guys around you. Well, it's not even, I mean, the think about like the thing that they talked about the most leading into Thursday night was that Jalen or that, uh, Justin Fields has figured out his breathing. He's taking yeah, his breathing exercises. He's, he's known how to, now he knows how to breathe. What the heck are you talking about? Well, now you go to Lamaze class. All right, good for him. Like, <laughs> well, that was like that, all the talk about Trubisky, and uh, uh, you know, they the, the talk was about how he managed to huddle, and it's like you know, when when the talk is not about making decisions and uh, good throws downfield and everything that's game related, actually playing the game, th- that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing is it's like you sit there and you look at it and you're like, what the like the fact that again, your biggest talking point for your biggest growth of improvement is breathing. And you brought that up in the press yeah. conference. It didn't get asked. It wasn't brought like you brought up that, hey, I've come to figure out my breathing and relax relaxation and everything. It's what like do you mean like what yeah. you what are you talking about? It just I don't know. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And well, now that that was brought up, that'll be a thing. Now the rest of the season, every game, yes. you can yeah. almost guarantee that that the the announcers will bring that up. Um, yeah, because these things take on a life of their own. And they'll you know? and they'll show him. They'll yeah. show him breathing in between plays, and they'll show yeah. him doing this, and they'll be like, "What is that time like on a Monday night?" <laughs> yeah, they'll they'll slow mo it and do this and that, and you know, it's just like I, I just I don't know. I but yeah, deep down, truly, I think Jalen Hurts is more coachable than Justin Fields. Plain and simple, I think that's what it is. I think Justin Fields doesn't take criticism criticism well. And doesn't uh, do change well, and I think Jalen Hurts has figured out mainly maybe just because of how he how it happened in Oklahoma with Nick Saban, he wasn't coddled there. Mm-hmm. No, Saban does not coddle anybody. <laughs> no, especially yeah. especially that line judge that's on the sidelines every weekend. Yeah. Well, then if that's the fact, then you know if if Justin Fields is is traded and let go or they, they draft somebody else, then, then that's, that's town. You know, it's one thing to have the talent. It's another thing to be able to, you know, man your position, but again, work with your teammates and be that guy. Cause you're, you're in the most important position in all sports. So you know, you, you've got to have that, or at least a semblance of that. I mean, Jay Cutler didn't have it. You could win with Jay Cutler, but. Jay Cutler had the arm talent though. He might've had a scowl on his face all the time. But yeah. I think that guy, he was an ultra-competitive guy that wanted to win, mm-hmm. that was going to do whatever it took to win. Yeah. I know that but, wasn't the rap he got, but I think that was a lot of BS when it came to Well, I, you know, I, I think you're on to something about the, the coachability part because, and I don't want to harp on, the, you know, we were talking about earlier, they keep on almost every game they're showing replays where he, he didn't throw to the guy he should have thrown to. And, and that was especially in that Washington game, the one they showed 
I think it was pretty early and uh, where he should have checked down to the guy cutting across the, uh, the, the field. Um, but I mean, that, that's not, as far as quarterbacks go, that's not like really deep stuff here. I mean, you know, that's not, you know, quarterbacking, you know, uh, 400 level. Um, you know, he should have learned that last year, you know, now you're into your second season and that seems to me to be a pretty basic play. And, uh, like I was saying earlier, you know, game situation, situational awareness, knowing that, Hey, we need four yards or five yards, whatever it is here. And just to keep the chains moving. And, and that was a pretty routine play, you know, and if he doesn't get that by now, it makes you wonder, you know, is, is he, is, is he absorbing any of this, um, from the coaching staff, um, does he get it? Or does the coaching staff bring it up to him because it's not worth it? Like, you know, is it talked about because does he get an attitude or does he, does, do they know he's not going to receive it well? So they just don't even, well, well that, you know, it could be a whole other thing. Who's moping around on the bench of what was me and crap like that. You know, it, it, it's, I don't think he gets that. I mean, that, for whatever reason, I don't know why he's been around a lot, but Trent Dilfer has been on the radio here and on the TV. Um, too many can't play quarterback anymore. Now, uh, here was a guy who was a the guy, the definition of a an average NFL quarterback, you know, that, a game a game manager that mm-hmm. had that had success, and he they kept picking the plays, and he'd say, "Here's what's happening on this play at this you know two seconds into the play." Here's where the quarterback's eyes should have been because it was here. And he said, he's looking over here. You know, he's yeah. he's not seeing when people run different things against him. He's he doesn't pick it up until it's too late to do anything. Well, and and uh Rick, I don't know if it was you or Dave who just mentioned, you know, do the coaches uh do they tell him? Uh I guess Rick, you were saying that there's coaches tell him that. Does he you know, I, I think maybe your answer is in those first few games when they weren't calling passes, yeah. <laughs> you know. I mean, yeah. we, won't, we won't make mistakes. We won't throw the ball. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, so I, I mean, ever since I thought about it, I still keep going back to the same thing that, like, he quit Georgia because he couldn't beat out Jake Fromm, a freshman in a pro-style offense, to go to Ohio State as the number two quarterback in the nation at that time. I just I hate to think that like people in this position don't like don't care won't work hard because I mean man you know like to get there is monumental right and to have this opportunity you you feel like you would do literally anything anybody asks as a coach and this and that so it's hard for me to comprehend that but it happens all the time I mean you've seen so many of these these players come in and just fumble it and like you know, no pun intended, the, the opportunity and literally are just out of the sport within a year. Well, and, I mean, that's just, Matt, we've we've played college sports. We've seen it. The guys that got there purely based on their talent, these guys just have that extra talent that got them that much further. Right. Well, you're like, if I had your talent, I'd be, for me, playing club hockey for Lindenwood. I see guys, I'm like, if I had your talent with how I work, I'd be playing NCAA D1 somewhere. Right. But they didn't care enough. They just showed up and did their did what they needed to do yeah. to play because their talent t- took them that far anyways. Yeah. And that might be purely what it is, is he was in a system in Ohio State and in high school 
where it was more athletic stuff and he was a one read throw blah 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 and his pure talent not having to worry about anything and talent around him got him to where he needed to be and the nfl's gonna be the same way because why wouldn't it be yeah right and then you get a rude awakening yeah yeah now all of a sudden you have to work you have to pay attention you have to understand the details the nuances and you've never had to and and if you haven't boy that's a heck of a place to start to figure that out and not only to figure it out but to to know how to figure it out to know uh, you know know how to learn i mean to learn um, it at the for the first time yeah i mean if if you're not used to studying the game that way um you know then i mean that that's new too you know but all right so we'll move on um the last thing I was going to about the Bears before we get into the I now believe and then our, our pick six in the in our tier system. Um, could the Bears not have given up a sixth and a seventh round draft pick in 23 and 24 for Robbie Anderson just to see what could happen? Hey, yeah, I'd like to see like a, a decent receiver or if you had like just somebody that has a little bit of talent that isn't Darnell Mooney. Even if you had two Moonies, you know, like one that can draw the heavy coverage and another one that could. I mean, let's be real. Darnell Mooney isn't 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 a legit deep threat because he's not tall enough. No. Bobby Anderson is a legit deep threat. He runs like Mooney, and he's six four or whatever he is. Yeah. I think you just you couldn't you couldn't. Yeah, but they're probably thinking. What's his cap? What's the point? He's got a his one year. I think he's all all he's got left. If he's only got a year left, then I agree. What about DJ Moore? You know, they were talking about Moore and him, and I've had more in my I had more in my starting lineup for three weeks. He's been on my bench ever since because he just doesn't do anything. Yeah, uh, he's got a big captain, so. so yeah, Robbie Anderson has a one-year three point zero three three million ninety-five thousand captain. Well, that's oh. nothing then. Okay, DJ Moore, I know he's got a, a huge one. But- and he's got he's got a option for next year at twelve. That's Anderson. Yeah. I, and I I know you're you're kind of trying to build a team a, a culture, and you got a guy that was very outspoken against his previous team. Is that a guy you want to bring in? I mean, I know I'm like in, in Madden, that sounds like a good idea because it's just on well, paper, but it's actually a real person. But, you know, but Matt, it's only it's you just take the flyer and then you don't you don't take him for his option. Yeah, I, I know, but it's my point is is that you have nothing else. You have nothing else. Yeah, he's like what's his name? Kenny Henry, whatever his name is, is he's coming back this week, right? Yeah, he couldn't make it with the <laughs> the Patriots. Oh, Nikhil Harry. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought he was coming back last week. He didn't. Did he not come back last week? Yeah, I don't think so. No, 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 he didn't play. He didn't play on Thursday night. Yeah, I don't think he could because he was on IR. Yeah, he had to sit six weeks. Yeah, Bill Belichick can't can't figure but, him out. But I mean, so listen. I mean, realistically, Matt, here here are your wide receivers, Nikhil Harry. Uh, Val, Valis Jones, Darnell Mooney, Aquim, uh, Aquir, whatever, St. Brown, 
Equinemius. Equinemius. Yeah, I know. I always mess it up. Dante. <laughs> the coolest name on the team, though. Dante. Dante Pettis and Isaiah Coulter. Maybe just one week we could swap him and his brother when he's not um, injured. I'm surprised. I'm surprised, Dave. Same Brown and see how see how Justin I'm surprised Dave said he had the coolest one of the coolest names because that's a Notre Dame guy that Dave just pumped yeah, his tires for. Yeah, <laughs> I, I let his I let his perform I let his performance on the field speak for that. Yeah. It usually does. Notre Dame. Did, Notre Dame did. <laughs> With the golden head on that clown. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> What yeah, I mean, that was a fun game over the weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. He's, he's, yeah, Northwestern didn't play. At least that gave me some enjoyment. But I just I don't I don't get why, like, why not just take a flyer on somebody? Well, because it would help you judge the test. Maybe they don't want to know. Because you know? if you at least put a decent receiver out there, you're gonna be able to tell. But I feel like more people are fan wise are trying to give Justin her or Justin Fields the benefit of the doubt because he doesn't have that. So you could it could actually work in your favor where you get him a weapon and it's like, see, he couldn't do anything with the guy. Because I feel well, like it was I like they wanted, I don't think they wanted to admit that. But it was one. Well, but like it was like Allen Robinson, where it's like, oh, the fans are like, oh, Allen Robinson doesn't want to be here, so it's not Fields' fault. And now it's oh, he's got no wide receiver, so it's not Fields' fault. Like. Well, Robert's ain't doing anything this year either. So, well, your no, quarterback should raise the level of play of your other players. I mean, uh, yeah, maybe that's a little bit too much to expect of him right now. But that, geez, look at uh, Rogers. I mean, every year he he gets uh, the no name uh, receiver or receivers, and he turns uh, uh, has turned a lot of these guys into very. I, I, good think, players. I think his luck may have run out with this bunch. Though. Yeah, good point. No, good point. I think I don't even think no. <laughs> I don't even think it's that. I think it's one, their offensive line can't stay healthy, so they can't do anything. And then their defense that was supposed to be very good is yeah. Yeah, they've got a running game too. I mean, they've got a good running game. No, they not really though, because they can't they can't open up the holes because of their offensive line. That's they have good running backs. Yeah. The running game has not been great because their offensive line can they they have I did see this on NFL Good Morning this earlier today. The Green Bay Packers offensive line has 13, 13 more games missed than anybody else in the league. Wow. And, like, the, what, their strongest thing the past couple of years was their offensive line. Now, granted, they let their center go. He signed with Indianapolis. Back to you, David Bactelari is the main reason he's played, like, 27 minutes or something like that the whole season. So that's that's kind of where, you know, they have six or five games of whatever from them, but, you know. These receivers are, you see the, the quote they came out of about Randall Cobb? Randall Cobb, who you know, is so banged up, he can barely play. You know, he's a, he still manages to catch a ball or two a game and stuff like that when he plays. But he's there as the interpreter so he can help explain to the wide receivers what it is they're trying to tell them to do. You know, it's kind of like they give them the play and all the X's and O's and you follow this and that. And he gets up there and goes, man, dude, just run over here and go over there, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, I mean, it's like, oh, my God. 
So they're not getting it. Like they they walk out of their their film room, so they they still don't get it. I think some of that is. I think Green Bay is so so <laughs> complex, and they like Rogers has been doing it so long with some of these guys that he knows exactly what he wants, mm-hmm. and that you know. So what they're trying to do is put these guys into those same situations instead of just letting these guys learn it their way. You know, I think some of it's micromanaging when it comes to that. But um, we will move on to our I now believe segment. So we'll start with Matt. Matt, after week six in the NFL, what do you now believe? Um, well, I, I now believe that we're, we're really, you're really seeing the, the downturn, slight nosedive of uh, Tom Brady. I think there was a guy that you just, you thought his avocado toast and clean eating was going to propel him to be 50 years old and still playing an all-star level. And I just, I don't know, personal life. I, I it, it, you know, I just don't, I don't know that he's, I don't know that he's the same guy. I don't know that his, his motivation is there. I don't know that, you know, he's, he's going to be able to uh, keep up with the pace that was pretty shocking to everybody to begin with. So, that's really mine. It's one of those that's like, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't look right. It doesn't pass the eye test. On that, something's not right. As I say, on that note, it, it seems like something's just different in general because he never used to be a guy who would talk about other teams or whatever. And then he was quoted a couple of weeks ago as saying, yeah, I've watched some pretty poor football throughout mm-hmm. the league. Like that stuff he never used to say, like, is yeah. he already trying to get into like, fox mode for when he retires like or is he just like so distracted with whatever's going on life-wise that now he's you know saying whatever to try to distract and look the other have stuff go look the other way yeah it's 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 things that he's doing this season that he never did before that leads you to believe that something i mean i obviously something with his personal life isn't right but even just like preparation for games i, I don't know it's, it's just you know kudos to him for for lasting as long as he did and being as good as he was and you know you, you were kind of hoping that maybe he would have one more hurrah and then just kind of be gone and you never see like the the ugly side or the back side of the career but i, I think we're, we're starting to see it well, I think I think some of it too is just the way Tampa has handled everything. Like a couple of weeks ago, before the game, before the Atlanta game, uh, their head coach Todd Bowles had a personal day that he missed practices for because he needed a personal mental health day. Like what? And what? <laughs> like it, like it's what are you guys doing down there? Mm-hmm. You know, and we're not even going to touch them. Speaking of uh, Tampa and Atlanta, we're not even going to touch the whole roughing the passer stuff that's been going on. We'll, oh, yeah. we'll yeah. save that for another topic or time if another thing happens because we just had too much coming off of two weeks. But So, Dave, you now you now believe what in the NFL? I, I now believe that there is a a subtle but, but perceivable beginning to, to some of the changing of the guard with a few teams that are have spent the last couple of years rebuilding to move up and, and are starting to play pretty well. And that group has left the bears behind. <laughs> are you referring to the five and one giants? 
I'm more referring to the Jets than the Giants. Yeah. I still think the no. And you know, you, you get an infusion of five or six or seven first and second round draft picks. You you got to get better. I mean, well, you you would think you do, you know. And there's even Cleveland you know, to a lesser degree too. You know, these teams have taken a step forward, and and we haven't gone anywhere in the last five or seven years again. Hey fans, I know you like what you hear, so do us a favor: hit that plus button and subscribe to our podcast. We're available anywhere podcasts are found. You can also support us by following us on Twitter and Instagram with the handles Sports Divided. No. Because I was going to say, I think I, they were with us. They've left us behind. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan Pace. Thank you. Thank you. I was. I mean, I think the Giants. Well, we'll get there when we talk about the tier list. We'll get there when we talk about the tier list, which is next. Keith, your I now believe set comment. Uh, I now believe that uh, Bill Belichick is the quarterback whisperer. Um, Tra- Zappy. Bailey Zappy. I mean, you know, and that's why Monday is going to be really interesting because I think the best quarterback on the field is going to uh, <laughs> on the field on the field is not going to be Justin Fields. Uh, uh, Justin Fields. Other. Justin Fields might be the fourth best quarterback in the game. Uh, very good point. Um, Maybe even yeah, fifth. Tri- yeah. Mac Jones, Bailey Zappi, uh, Brian, Brian Hoyer and Trevor oh. Simeon and then Justin Fields. Yeah, he may be the fifth <laughs> yeah. best quarterback. And, and depending on who's going to say, oh, and that Troy Aikman's in the booth. So uh, he may be the yeah. sixth best. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's just amazing. You look at his uh, quarterback rating last uh, three weeks, uh, 118, 100. And then in that Green Bay game that he, you know, got thrown in 107, um, you know, and, and he's doing what, uh, well, Bill Belichick's teams always do. And. And, and, you know, and he's he's obviously getting good coaching and that doesn't necessarily mean Fields is not. But uh, but, yeah, I think it just shows you you talk about coachability and uh, and that sort of thing. I think this is a, a great example of it. And, um, yeah, it'd be very interesting to see the how that game plays out. And, and by the end, is there a, a dramatic difference between the play of, of the two quarterbacks? Yeah, it's going to be I guess that kind of that kind of leads into mine. Um, so my statement, I'm going to preface this by saying my statement is regarding every NFL game that the Houston Texans and the Chicago Bears do not play in. Um, I now believe that the NFL game, the, the an NFL game is as much chance as a roulette wheel. This season, for real, this, uh, this is like. It is can hit or what? It can hit red, black. It can hit green. You never know. The only teams that I say it doesn't count for are when the Texans are playing or the Bears right now. Because even the Commanders have pulled out some wins that I didn't think or have been more competitive in games that I wouldn't have thought. It's an odd odd season. It really is. There are big teams that are getting upset by bad teams. I can't tell if it's parity. Because I don't really think it's parody, no. or if it's just teams, or, or it's like Tom Brady said, there's just some bad football. Dude. Yeah, like teams yeah, just I come am. out and lay teams just. And I think why I think that it's more teams come out and lay duds is the amount of variant there is, and like we see it in fantasy every week. How many times do you see a guy who has thirty something points who's 
a normal guy in years past always had 20, 25 right around there has this big game of 30. And then the next week has four. Yeah. Aaron Jones is the prime example. He's got 35 and then he's got six and then he's got 32 and then he's got five and then he's got, and he's on my yeah, house. Get Alvin like, Kamara was right there with you. Well, but Kamara's a health, Kamara's more of a health reason why he's up and down so much. Like, Aaron Jones isn't a health reason. It's just the way the league is going, right? And it doesn't make sense. Yeah, they, they flew to London, but Green Bay, in what world does Green Bay ever lose to the Giants? Well, okay, that's another thing. I mean, like, you, in maybe, what world? maybe it was 14 12, but they should never have lost to the Giants. Like, since when though did we stop taking stop? <laughs> since when did the team stop getting the bye immediately after the week in London? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like this is the first year it's happening. Yeah, and I don't understand why, but I mean it, it is what it is. Whatever, but because you knew going in, but like I just, it just feels like the quality, like like Tom Brady's, the quality of football is not. It's not. Uh, what word am I looking for? It's just not as uh, equal. I guess it's not the balance doesn't it, I don't know. you know it's not the same it's there's too many variants it's too different it's too whatever so let's let's uh touch on this real quick our tier list and then try to wrap up the pick six uh as quickly as possible so let's go to our tier list uh again after two weeks ago we had the only Super Bowl contenders were the Bills and Chiefs Conference contenders in the Ravens, Green Bay, and Falcons. Playoff teams, the 49ers, Vikings, Chargers, Dolphins, Jaguars, Bucks. Uh, 500 bubble, the Lions, Bengals, Browns, Cardinals, Colts, Raiders, Rams, and Cowboys. Uh, lucky to be within three games of 500. The Giants, the Titans, the Eagle, or the Falcons, the Jets, Seahawks, Broncos, Patriots, Steelers, Saints. And contention for number one. Uh, the Texans, Panthers, Bears, and oh, Commanders. Uh, are we still good leaving all four of those teams down there in contention for number one? Yeah, definitely. Do we, anybody want to add anybody else? Mm-hmm. I think no. there's one There's one team that I'm actually thinking about. Oh, maybe the Broncos. Steelers? <laughs> The Steelers, Steelers, look at those Steelers down. The Steelers, no, because they just beat the Bucks. What about the Seahawks? Yeah, right. See, the Seahawks, but the Seahawks have been—they just beat Arizona. Oh, I was that's actually right. okay. the cart. I was actually thinking the Colts. All the way down. The Colts have not been good. But they've also been—they've been missing Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, but no, at the same time, they're also three, two, and one. Yeah, no, I think you gotta. I think but, was, Matt Ryan had a pretty his like was last game was pretty good, right? I mean, he had. Didn't they just did touch one? I thought. Yeah, they've won two straight. They beat the Broncos and then they beat the. Uh, and this last game, Matt they, Ryan, but they the Jags. Down. Yeah, against the Jags. Yeah, so I I think you gotta leave them there. I, I know. I just a good team. They got a good defense. If Matt Ryan can figure it out. You got a good run game and a good offensive line. They got a good team, but I think they just had some rough luck. Yeah, I don't, uh, think, you can, I don't think you can bounce them all the way to the bottom. No. Anybody on the lucky to be three 
three games within 500 going up. Uh, should the, the Giants be moved up? Uh, Are the Giants not the worst five and one team in football, though? Yeah, I mean, they but you, I don't, they you know, they may be the worst, but, but they are five and one. But they're five and one. But they could easily be zero and six. Yeah, but you don't get handed wins. The NFL, you, you Matt, it's real. This is really hurting my less than seven win bet that they're getting these <laughs> wins out of nowhere somehow. They, they, the, they're going to yeah. have it in a couple weeks the way they're going. <laughs> exactly. What the hell? They're gonna that bet's gonna be over quicker than the Bills having eleven wins. And the Jet, I mean, can can we can what are the Jets at right now? Their record is they're four and two. I'm not touching the Jets because they haven't oh. played any. They have not played the Dolphins and they have not played the Bills. That's they beat. They just beat the Dolphins. Did they? Am yeah. I missing a week? Forty to seventeen. Oh yeah, I guess they did. They did play that. And they Sorry, we, we they, missed they last week by the Bengals, but yeah. We missed like, – I was thinking Packers, and I knew they played the Steelers. I forgot I about the you, week that we were – the, the Jets and Detroit need to swap. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm good with that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm Again, good with that. The yeah. Lions, though, on the other hand – They've been injured, but – No, but they're a team that has lost how many cl- – they're one and four, and they could be four and one. Yeah. But they're still the Lions. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. still the Lions, Yeah. <laughs> And the Rams, oh boy, I just yeah, they're just they didn't, they didn't happen. I want to see them keep falling. I do too. I know you do, Rick. We all know you do. <laughs> I'm trying to think. When was the last time a Super Bowl team didn't make the playoffs? The team that won it the next year. Well, let's see if they let's see if they can actually pull something off for McCaffrey. He's going to Buffalo. Yeah, they need more offense. Yeah. <laughs> hey, as a fantasy guy, I would just love to see him in Buffalo getting more touches. Buffalo has no running game. That's why I say he's going to Buffalo. Yeah, single theory is just not. Yeah. Not yeah, a, that boy, that would make, that would just put them way over the top, wouldn't it? <laughs> Jeez. So, anybody else from the three, lucky to be three? I, I, no. I don't, I mean, uh, the thing is, is the Titans are four and two also. Or three and two, sorry. They're three and two. They had a buy. But I still don't believe in them. I don't either. No, I don't either. Okay. Anybody 500 moving up? Giants are now there. They're done. Jets are now there. They're done. Bengals, Browns, Cardinals, Colts, Raiders. They're going up. No. Anybody want to move the Cardinals down? They're two and four, and they just lost by 10 to the Seahawks. To the Sea Pigeons. <laughs> I give them one more week, but then, then had them down. I, I, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I, I think it's there. I think. Oh, yeah. I don't like them. But but here's the thing. Here's the thing. Does a Thursday night loss against the Saints really do much? It's Thursday. It, it is Thursday, but the Saints ain't much. Or does a Thursday does a Thursday night win over the Saints too much? No, that's right. No. That's why I would move them. But, down. but a loss, but a loss would. But that's why I would, I'm saying that I would move them down right now. And if they lose again, they might be in first contention at two and five with losing to the Saints at home. Let's see. So they they lost. They got smoked by the Chiefs. They beat the Raiders, but everyone on a, the Raiders on a comeback. The Rams. Who yeah. 
beat the Panthers, lost to the Eagles, lost to the Seahawks. So the Seahawks, I think, is kind of the dividing on there. Let's see what they do against the Saints. And they're, they're if they win, they get to stay where they are. If they lose, they move down. Yeah. See, yeah. I personally would have them blow. I would have them down one anyways, and then if they win, they can stay. And if they lose to the Saints, they might move down to first contention in my mind. Oh, no. Oh, boy. Yeah. Like, Matt, crazy. I don't believe in Kyler, and Cliff Kingsbury is going to be gone real soon. He wasn't even a good college coach, right? Somehow he no, no he wasn't. <laughs> no, because he's buddies with Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. All right, so playoff teams, 49ers, Vikings, Chargers, Dolphins, Jags, Bucks. Anybody moving down? Or anybody moving up? Ooh, the, I mean, the Jags lost to the Texans. Yeah, know. no, not the Texans. Did they two weeks ago? Was it two weeks ago they lost to the Texans? They lost to the Colts this past week. Who did the 49ers lose to this past weekend? Uh, the 49ers. Colts and Texans. Yeah, Colts and Texans. The 49ers lost to the Falcons. Mm. So last time and, we ranked the Jags, they, they were – there was two previous games that I had two losses to the Texans and then yeah. Colts, who aren't even – you wanted to move the Colts down to the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Jags have got to drop. That's I, fine. I mean, that's just me. But This is – the Jags were leading the division last time we had a, a podcast. Yeah. I that's the thing. Yeah. Anybody else? I mean, I'm actually – I just said it last week when they – or last time, I'm not buying Miami, but they do get Tua back. I wouldn't be opposed to moving. Yeah, let's see one. when Tua comes back. And then the Bucks. I know, I know. it's a cool logo, but, but you know. the lo- the rest of that division is so bad that I think they're a playoff team. Yeah, I think you got to leave them as a playoff team. It'll be a first round exit. Conference championship type teams: Ravens, Packers, Eagles. I think you got to move the Packers down. I, I don't. I mean, they're not. They're not playing. The only that well. thing is, they're well. Yeah, they're, they're, I think you. I, I, title I was waiting. Uh, I think you. I actually think you flipped them in Minnesota. Yeah, for right mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I think that I was waiting to bring up Minnesota on the last year when we talked to Packers. Because I think it's just an easy flip. Because I think mm-hmm. when you look at the standings, first of all, and you see that one's three and three and one's five and one. Yeah. And Minnesota torched the Packers. Vikings are five and one? Yeah. Their only loss was the blowout to the uh, Eagles on Monday night. Yeah, we should have beat them. That's just... As a team, you should have. We should have beat, but we didn't. Well, and the Saints should have beat them in London the, next, the week yeah, before. You barely yeah. beat the Saints, and you barely beat us. Again, it's just like the Giants. Who's the better? Really you know, yeah, yeah. The Giants should have Hopefully lost how could have could have or should have lost how many? All right, uh, Ravens. Are we still good leaving them there? Because I kind of am not. Just because they lost to the Giants, and I don't believe in the Giants. I just, maybe I just really don't believe in Daniel Jones. And they're not. They're they're one. They they might have the. They might have the second worst or close tied one A worst wide receiver room compared to the Bears. I think the Ravens are good. What? Yeah. I think the Ravens are good. So we I, already have two AFC teams there. Not three. Three teams can't make it to the conference championship. Well, then I guess they have to go down. 
<laughs> no, I just, I mean, I, the way I look at it is, is losing to the Giants and the way they can't play defense and the way they lost the Bills and some of the stuff is just. Well, yeah, they, they don't have the look of a conference champ at this point. Well, no, because I, I had their defense in fantasy and they gave up, what, three touchdowns in the last uh, seven or eight minutes of the game, whatever the hell it was. Yeah, that's just, right. Yeah. 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 And they beat mm-hmm. the they beat a Bengals team that has no defense 19 to 7. It's just I, mean, like I, they, watched, I watched the points marching out the door in the last quarter of the game. They just they don't look like a they don't look what worries me is they it in all these playoff type games, they don't seem to play well or play playoff football. But are we good leaving? Do we I should ask, are the Chiefs still a Super Bowl contender? I saw that they are. Yes. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Too many weapons. Still too many weapons. I disagree. They should be two and four right now. But they Yeah. That's because the refs helped them. They should have lost on Thursday night to the Chargers. Three interceptions all called back. Then Devontae Adams was in. The ball never moved to his left hand. They should have lost to the Raiders. That 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 might have been the worst ref officiating game I've ever seen in my life, by the way. But, okay, so Bills and Chiefs are staying as contenders for Super Bowl, correct? Yep. All right. We're moving on real quick. Try to get this done as quickly as possible. Our Pick 6 podcast. So we got to recap two weeks real quick. Uh, week 5. Um, week 5. Andy Denver, uh, Keith was the only one that missed. He had Denver minus three and a half. I had Indy three and a, plus three and a half that hit, and Matt and Dave had the under. Um, me and Keith were the only ones that got the Green Bay Packers and Giants correct. We took over 41. Both Matt and Dave had Green Bay minus eight. Um, Minnesota and Chicago, I was the only guy who did different. I took over 44 because I thought – the Vikings were going to score 35 points themselves. Uh, you guys all had Minnesota minus seven. You guys pushed. Um, we all missed the Arizona and Philly game. Uh, Matt had Philly minus five. They won by three. Dave and Keith had the over. It was a total of like 30-something points, and I had Arizona money line. Cincinnati, Matt was the only one that missed. At, it was at Baltimore. He had over 48 and a half. Uh, Matt or Matt missed that one. Sorry. Keith and I had the under and Dave had Cincinnati plus three. It was a two point game. Uh, Monday night football chargers at or Vegas Raiders at uh, chiefs. Matt had the under 51 that hit Dave and Keith both had chiefs minus seven that missed. I had Vegas plus seven. Then we get into our pick them. Dave had Northwestern plus 10. I think they lost by 105 to Wisconsin. <laughs> it, was, it was in their neighborhood, yeah. Uh, Matt had Tennessee minus two at Washington. Thank God Carson Wentz threw a pick at the end of the game because that could have been very bad for Matt, but he held on to his minus two and a half. Uh, Keith looked at the line and said, the Dallas Cowboys are getting five and a half points in the in L.A., and then the Cowboys went on to beat the Rams by like 12. I think it was something like that. And then I had Mizzou plus 11 at Florida. And I said, I just don't think Florida is going to be able to score enough points to beat a team by 11. They beat them by seven. So I won that one because they couldn't score enough. 
Um, so after after week five, uh, I had a positive balance of twenty three dollars. Keith Keith was in second at minus forty four. Matt was in <laughs> Matt was in third at minus. Or sorry, that was going. This was going into it. Sorry, sorry, I take that back. That was going into the week. I was plus twenty three. Matt was minus six fifty five. Keith was minus four forty. Dave was minus one thousand four hundred ninety. <laughs> after after the week we all had, um, Matt really got hurt, hurt on the push because he lost just his juice. He ended up losing thirty dollars at my. So he's minus eight or six eighty five. Keith was the same way, lost only the juice, meaning the $10 you got to put on there to make the hundred. Um, so he was at minus 470. Dave lost 240. So he was at minus 1,730. <laughs> hey, but I had a good, good week comparatively. There, really, <laughs> there is like a science to this, right? And the science is like literally do the exact opposite of I've, everything you think. Matt, hold on. I figured it out because wait till you wait till you hear last week's recap. So uh, I made 280 bucks. So I was actually plus 303 going into this past week that we just had. So again, I was plus 303. Matt was minus 685. Keith was minus 470. Dave was minus four or 1,730. So we get to this week or last week. So Washington, Chicago, it didn't really matter. Dave said he had Chicago minus zero. So I just put him down as a money line because it was all even. I had Washington on the money line. Matt and Keith both had the under of 38. We we three hit. Dave did not. Um, you guys all had Green Bay minus seven and a half against the Jets. And I thought I just took the under because I didn't think the Jets were going to go in there and score. And I got lucky that I hit it by two points um, at 45 and a half. Um, then the, the third game was Baltimore at the Giants. Dave and I had the Giants plus six. That Baltimore minus six. Keith, the under. So uh, Matt was the only one that missed that. Buffalo at Kansas City. Me, Dave, and Matt all had Buffalo minus two and a half. Keith had the over of 50, 54 points. Keith was the only one that missed that. Uh, the same same setup here with the Chargers and Broncos. Matt, Keith, and I – or Matt, Keith, and Dave. No, sorry. Myself, Keith. God, Keith is the one that got this wrong. Keith missed on this one. Oh, great. I, I Thanks saying, a lot. Myself, Matt, and Dave all had the under of 45 and a half points. Keith had the Chargers minus four and a half. Um, Sunday night, or that was on Sunday night. On Monday, or that was, no, that was Monday night, sorry. Sunday night football. I had Dallas Moneyline that missed. Matt and Dave had the over of 42 points and Keith had uh, Phil, uh, Dallas plus six late touchdown screen Keith on that one. And then our pickums. Matt had the Rams minus seven and a half against Carolina that covered uh, Keith had the under 46 and a half of Tampa and Pittsburgh that covered Dave had Arizona minus two and a half at Seattle. We all know they lost by 10. 
and I had Tennessee plus nine and a half against Bama at home. Um, so after this week, Matt made seventy dollars. Dave made seventy dollars. Keith lost one forty. Um, and I should have actually bet everything I said this past week because I made four hundred ninety dollars. Oh my god! So yes, Matt, you know how earlier I said pick it and then sit on it a day and flip it. Yes, I did that on four of them. But you did. Because originally I was thinking the over in Green Bay. I was Baltimore minus six. I was actually, I didn't flip it completely, but I was going to take the Chargers minus four and a half. And then I thought about it. And then I was actually going to take Bama minus nine and a half. And I decided to say, no, you know what? I'm just going to flip that one because Bama hasn't been good. So I hit those, those that I flipped worked out for me. So Right now, our balances are, uh, I am plus 793, which again, if I was actually betting on this, I should have, that would like, in my mind, if, when I actually put money on it is when I miss them. So maybe I just need to, I don't know what I need to do. Uh, Matt is minus 615. Keith is minus 610. And Dave is minus 1,660. So that takes us to this week. And, uh. Let's see here. So this week, we're going to try to read these off as rapid firely as possible. Um, So what I'm just going to do is I'm going to do this a little bit differently than we have done it in the past, just because I don't want to pull up that sheet right now. It's going to take too long to try to load it. So we got our schedule pulled up here in a second. We got the games we are picking this week are New Orleans at Arizona, the Giants at the Jaguars. Seahawks at the Chargers, Chiefs at the 49ers, Pittsburgh at Miami, Chicago at New England uh, for the Monday night game. Um, So we have a Arizona minus two, and the over-under is 44 for this Thursday night game, um, along with the money lines. If this loads for me, let me get there for the schedule. Um, Let's see here. So we're just going to go off of this, just like when I pull it up before I put it in the spreadsheet. So we got Saints, Cardinals. Like I said, Saints are uh, getting two points on the road. Uh, money line is plus 115 for the Saints, minus 135 for the Cardinals. Matt, who do you have? Uh, I will take I'll take New Orleans plus two. Dave? Winston playing. Winston's on the play. Uh, as far as I know, I think he is. Well, if he plays, it moves everybody back where they should be. Uh, I know a lot of he's supposed to clear protocol. So I'll take uh, I'll take New Orleans minus two also. A plus, plus, plus two. Yeah. 
Keith? Uh, I'm going the other direction. I'm going to go minus two, uh, Arizona. Yeah, Winston doesn't have a designation for Thursday's game in Arizona. so Which means he should be in, yeah. Um, running back in the right spot, so. There have there has been one touchdown scored on Thursday night football in the past three weeks. I'm taking the under. Under 44 points. I think that's, that's probably a pretty good bet. Um, let's see here. Uh, in case you wanted to know the weather. So, 89 <laughs> degrees. Oh, it's going to be hot in Arizona? Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> All right, our next game uh, – is the Giants at the Jaguars. The Giants, a five and one team on the road, are getting three points. The over-under is 42. Uh, the Giants are plus 140, and the Jags are minus 165. Matt. Giants outright. Right. I'll take the Giants with the points. Same for me. All right. Um, do you guys remember a couple weeks ago when we looked at this line and it was like the 49ers were like one in whatever and uh, one in three, I think, at the time. And they were playing Monday night and for some reason were a favorite over the Rams. And we couldn't figure out why. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I said, sometimes those lines are like set to set to trick you. Um, another one that was a really good trick one was uh, – the Dolphins getting four and a half points at Cincinnati on a Thursday night. Um, so there's no reason the Jaguars should be favored at home as a two and four team against a five and one team. So for that reason, I'm taking the Jaguars minus three and a half. Seahawks at the chargers. Seahawks are getting six points in LA uh, over unders 51 plus 210 for the Seahawks, minus 260 for the Chargers. Matt. This line has actually moved since I looked at it earlier. It was six and a half earlier when I sent the email. Now it is six. It is six? Okay. Yeah. We'll do, but we'll do six and a half. We'll do six and a half because that's what I set, set out. Um, but I'll... Uh... Give me, uh, give me Seattle with the six and a half. Dave? Give me the Chargers minus. Keith? Mm. Um, you know what? I'm going to go. Uh, yeah, Chargers under. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, uh, char Chargers minus six and a half. <clears throat> okay. I also got Seattle plus six and a half. It just doesn't. It does, I don't know why. I feel like the Chargers can't create enough of a distance against anybody. Or they do, and then their defense lets them back in like a couple times has happened. Yeah. Um, so we'll move on to Chiefs at 49ers, another uh, afternoon game on Sunday. Uh, the Chiefs – let's see. The Chiefs are favored on the road. Earlier, it was minus three, and the over-under was 48 and a half. The Chiefs were minus 115 on the money line, and the 49ers were plus 130. Um, 
Yeah, minus one. Is that? Did I say one fifty? It's yeah. minus one fifty-five. Yeah, it's. Yeah, my bad. It's it's one fifty-five. So, Matt, who do you? What do you got? Let's if this loads, it loads. But that's what we'll go off of still. Um. Gosh, I'll take Kansas City minus three. Dave, I'll take the under. Keith, uh, I'm gonna go with the under too. All right, I like this. I like this. I am uh, going to go 49ers on the money line. 49ers outright win at home against the uh, the Chiefs, mainly because I just don't think the Chiefs have uh, been that good. And I just feel like this is a game that Kyle Shanahan steals with some play calling. Uh, our next game, Pittsburgh, Sunday night football, Pittsburgh at Miami. Miami is minus seven point favorites, uh, over-under is 45. And... Uh, it's plus 260 on the money line for the Steelers, minus 335 on the money line for the Dolphins. Matt. I'll go under. Dave. Yeah, I don't like this game at all. Well, let's assume Mitchell's playing. It's good for a couple of picks. Uh, we got what's the point line? What's the point line again? Concussatua coming uh, over, over under 45. This works not going to score that many. Uh, crap. Let me uh, let me do the under Keith. Same under. All right, guys. Well, I have uh, my give me the over there. <laughs> No, <laughs> I, yeah. I, like everybody's on the same. Yeah, smart, I move. Have, smart move. I have Miami minus seven. Tua comes back, and I just don't think Pittsburgh can score anything. Um, so that takes us to Monday Night Football, the great Monday night. Uh, the Bears travel to New England in a rematch of the 1985 Super Bowl. <laughs> How many times have we been on prime time? Is this the third time this year? Uh, second. Right? The country can't get enough of it. Well, I guess, yeah. are you counting Thursday night as prime time? I yeah. guess, like, you're counting would, that? Yeah, that'd be the third time. So it's a th- I just don't count the Thursdays as, like, the marquee prime. Because Thursday night football has never been, like, great games. You know what I mean? Like, I know. Everybody's want to know how the Bears are doing it. You know, I, but I, I, I know it's prime good. time, but I just don't look at it the same as like Monday night or Sunday night, I guess I should yeah, say. Right. I get it. Yeah, that makes sense. And I actually have enjoyed Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk Herbstreet is actually very good even at like, huh. I think he like overdoes it in college. He's been very good in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Like I think in college, he wants to be this persona of Kirk Herbstreet in college game day and this and that. And, like, yeah. I think he's been very, very good on the NFL. Yeah, he's reeled it back. I, I think. Yeah, he, yeah, he fits in very well. Very his good. analysis, he, he kind of, uh, you know, is is like that Tony Romo type, uh, 
mm-hmm. you know, uh, with his an- uh, analysis and, uh, uh, you know, predicting what's going to happen and that sort of thing. Or I wonder if it's also because, because he does do so much college too. He has so much more knowledge about the players themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single one of them. Yeah. Because he sees them so much. He's seen them so much more. I wonder if that's kind of another reason. Why. Yeah. Like, honestly, if I'm NBC, I'm calling him to take over for Chris mm-hmm. Collinsworth. Yeah. But I don't think he would. The I'm well. I guess I don't know if he would leave that to be full time there and leave ESPN because he's got a pretty good gig with ESPN right now. But so it's Bears getting seven and a half points on the road in New England. Uh, money line is plus three hundred for the Bears, minus three eighty five for the Patriots. Over under thirty nine and a half. Matt. Oh, I Let's go. Let's go over. Yep. So you're thinking New England's going to score about 30 themselves? <laughs> I have. You got to think the Bears are only averaging 15 points. I literally have no clue, and I'm 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 trying to go against a lot of things that I'm I'm my gut is telling. Yeah, me usually that. when you don't want to <laughs> when you don't want to pick against the Bears, you usually just take the under. Yeah, and that's where I'm just like, oh, I don't like this game. So let's just, oh, I mean, 39 and a half, that's like nothing, right? So uh, let's, let's say they just good. scored 19 in a total game. I don't, I don't trust him, Zappy. He's going to throw a pick six. You know, I don't know. Oh. Who knows? We'll see. Don't trust the best of all uh, quarterbacks playing. I'm, I don't, I don't believe in my bet, but I, I, my bets have not been good to this point. So I'm going to go with him. Dave. I'd love to bet the Bears straight up and, and try and close some money, but God, I just I, I just don't think I could possibly possibly even think about that. Uh, let me let me some special team point. I'm going to take the over also, but boy, yeah, queasy feeling about it. Keith. Boy, this is a tough one. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to take the Bears and the points. Well, I wasn't doing this to fade you guys. I have the under of 39 and a half. I just think Belichick's, I don't know, his defensive it struggle. It makes the most sense, right? That's why I went the opposite. <laughs> I mean, if you think about it. Been giving up a lot. Yeah, it might be a big day for uh, our kicker. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, he could kick no eight brain. field goals, and uh, yeah. yeah, Cairo might be, he might be the, he might be the guy. <laughs> Here's the thing: they're both of the teams' average points totals put together are thirty nine. Right that's why. That's why I take the other. All right, so your pick'em games, Matt. Which anywhere on the board? What do you got? Um, I I was just kind of scrolling through here. I'm just gonna take a flyer. This will be a wild one. Um, give me the Navy Midshipmen plus three over the Houston Cougars. What? I gotta go look up a college line right now. I'm usually the only guy that goes college, unless 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 it's hammering his alma mater. Oh yeah, yeah. It's Navy Midshipmen. Go ahead. So we're looking at the American Conference. Mm -hmm. Eleven o'clock start. Mm-hmm. On ESPNU, and you're taking 
in Annapolis. Yep. And taking so the Navy midshipmen. Plus three. Plus three over the Houston Cougars. Yep. Wild. Um Matt, just a just a fair warning when it comes to service academies. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's like 87% out of the past 10 years, the under is hitting all their games. Oh, yeah, I believe that. I mean, it's <laughs> an option offense and it's not. Yeah. 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 But, you know, I'm taking them plus three. No, that's fine. I'm, no, I'm yeah. saying that kind of leans, leans your way a bit because it's, it's usually so low scoring. It's, yeah. It doesn't exactly have uh, a whole lot of chance to get way out there, you know. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Dave, yeah, go yeah, ahead. The, the Terrapins of Maryland, the uh, Kalaluga family is going to have a big weekend this weekend. So I got, we're going to go with, I think it's 14. I think. Maryland laying to 14. Wow, against Northwestern. Oh, watch out. Uh -uh. The, sec the, sec <laughs> the, sec the secondary is just bad, and this is this is a real quarterback. They're 5-2, and, right. and so. they played pretty damn well. Their losses, I think, are two points and four points. So that is so 14. Let me just make sure I get this in. 4.30. All right. Um, it beats Sparty by 14, so I'll, I'll, I'll go that way. Yep. All right. So, trying to – Maryland. And they only lost by seven to Michigan. Yeah, I think Michigan's – I mean – Michigan's a little overrated, but they're good. I think Michigan's a fraud football team. Just, just, you know, I don't know. Keith? Well, it doesn't get any bigger uh, in college football than this Saturday. In, uh, Are you going where I'm going with it? <laughs> Is this in Columbia? <laughs> well, we're going to Como for the, the yes. game of the week. There's no and, better game than Vanderbilt versus Mizzou on a oh, Saturday in SEC country. That's right. And with the fall colors, and I mean, you know, this is it. Um, and there's no way, there's absolutely no way uh, Missouri uh, can uh, cover the 14 points there. So I'm going with Vandy plus 14. <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, there's no way Missouri is going to win by 14 points. Uh, if anything, shit, uh, they'll probably lose. <laughs> Keith, <laughs> are you are you watching the same Mizzou team I'm watching that I've watched are you for watching, so many years? Are you watching the same Vandy team? Yeah, true. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Mizzou. <laughs> well, Mizzou being Mizzou, they'll 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 pull a Mizzou, and uh, yeah, so it won't matter if Vandy's Vandy. These are so. Vandy's last three games. Oh, I know. What? Uh, yeah, fifty-five to three lost to Alabama. Yeah. 50, well, 50, fifty-two to twenty-eight lost to Ole Miss. Fifty-five nothing lost to Georgia. So you're saying that 
it'll be Mizzou will have 55. Let's see. And then, uh, yeah, so uh, Van Vanderbilt will score more than 41 points. So there you go. I have Mizzou covering the 14 points. <laughs> <laughs> that is my we'll say. Well, the, battle, the battle of black and sport gold versus the battle or versus the black and Vegas gold of Vandy. Yeah. Well, apparently, I hope you're hope you're right. Apparently, Eli Drinkwitz is very uh, excited to show off these uniforms this week. It's a new mm. look for the Tigers, well, so we'll see. Yeah. What well, that's the, the unfortunately that's the that's the most uh, they have to show off. So <laughs> they have I'm not bitter. Win. I'm not bitter or anything, but uh. they, have, they have to win this. If they don't win this, they're gonna go. They're gonna probably go they're gonna win this in the SEC. Yeah, they will. They'll they'll end up going three and, and nine or something. It kills me right now because Kansas is five oh. and one, and Illinois is in the top twenty. Like, mm -hmm. yep. Just let Sam Horn throw the ball. Let Luther Burden go run and just see what happens. Yeah, if I was Luther Burden, you know, I, I, don't say know. it. Don't say yeah. it. I yeah. know George is calling. Alabama's calling. Oh, hey, hey, you know what? That that door won't hit him. I mean, he'll be gone. He'll be gone by spring. But he won't have a bag of potato chips down there. You know, he's got a nice, nice uh, bag of potato chips. Uh, oh, NIL is that deal. his NIL? Is that his NIL deal with uh, with old Valen Valenia or whatever the people that make Red Hot Riplets? Oh well, he's yeah, got his own go. uh, Red Hot Honey Barbecue. They're actually not mm. bad. I I tried them, but the if he leaves, Red I'll Hot never. Riplets. If he leaves, I'll never buy another bag of his. They can all go and, until he's in the NFL. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But okay, we'll see how this works out. Uh, a lot of me versus you guys on these ones, so we'll see. It's only going one way or the other. <laughs> they have started my climb back out of the hole. So it's a long season. It's I'm looking to get back to a thousand down. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, realistically, Dave, that is possible right now. Because yeah. if you win all of your bets, it's seven bets. That's seven hundred bucks. You make. Mm -hmm. you know, you're down to uh, minus nine forty. There we go. See, I got a plan. There's hope. There's hope. <laughs> and at the same time, if I lose all seven, I'm only ninety three dollars up. The way the way this year's going in football, either one's possible. It's a cruel world. This gambling life is. <laughs> Like <laughs> casinos are so big, beautiful, and shiny, right? Yeah, yeah that's they, they right. Build stuff like the Luxor and stuff like that because people are winning money. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 What's the quote from the movie? They don't, they don't build these because they're paying out. They build these because people. Are paying yeah, out. yeah. I think it's from Casino. Maybe is the one. I don't know. I don't know the exact line, but yeah. Yep. And after this weekend, they'll build even more after they take yeah. our money. Yeah, our I'm fake money. Keith, I'm really disappointed in you. <laughs> hey, you know what? I've uh, I, I I have really soured on on Mizzou. I did you not learn when you took Georgia minus twenty eight? They almost pulled the upset. True, uh, uh, true. Yeah. Well, and and that just added to my bitterness and my uh, <laughs> you know because uh, yeah, I mean they they should have won that game, but again. Being Mizzou, they figure out a way to lose. And well, there, just... no, there was a false start. That was like the fifth down all over again. There was a oh, false yeah. yeah for, false on. start on a fourth down that Georgia got away with and gets yeah. the first down. And it scores yeah. their only touchdown of the game 
to take their only lead with six minutes left. And then yeah. I'm, I'm figuring one more loss for Northwestern and the offensive coordinator gets launched. So that's well, and then and to make it worse, okay, then you watch Tennessee beat uh, Alabama, and you know who Tennessee's coach is. Uh, Jace, Josh Heupel may have been your offensive coordinator when Drew Locke set the SEC record for most touchdowns yeah. in the season. And so, you know, why isn't he your head coach, you know? Uh, so um, I do have a, one question before we end this. Would Denver be better with Drew Locke than Russell Wilson right now? Well, it, it couldn't be any worse, probably. <laughs> yeah, I, I'd say so. I mean, I, give yeah, my I, man a shot. Yeah. Give him a shot. Or maybe. Drew Locke's that, piano, right? Yeah, yeah. But Gino's been playing out of his mind. Like, yeah. who would have thought that was going to happen? But yeah. so maybe Drew Locke wasn't as bad as everybody thought. And Denver is just that dysfunctional offensively. Yeah. yeah, yeah, could be part of it. Mm-hmm. It'll look good, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. Chicago, go get Drew Locke. How old is he? He's like 26. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah, he's not going to look any better here. 25, November 10th. He's sitting on the bench in Seattle. <laughs> November 10th, 1996 is his birthday. So it'll be 26 in a couple weeks. We're looking for the next Rick Meyer. That's who we're looking for. Right? <laughs> that former first-round pick they can't miss. Well, good thing Drew Locke wasn't a first-rounder. Well, I, got, oh, I, got, I do have one closing statement. Was oh, that? my. Keith, are you watching the Blues game? I am. What a save. Holy bitter is back. I, I, think I, I think I pulled my groin. Watching it? Oh, <laughs> oh that hurt. If I had free reign on the now I would now I believe that question, it would have been now I believe that from what I've heard today, Jerry Running Service is going to screw up the hiring of the manager of the White Sox. Mm. If the two choices I heard today that, that supposedly they're down to, that's Tommy, who's never managed anything in his life. Think of Robin there in that one, Gator. Yep. And Ozzy. Oh, I'm not a White Sox fan, and it's uh, <laughs> it's it's the same. I mean, it's like banging your head against the wall and expecting yeah. to move. You know, it's, yeah. And just, and I saw an interesting article. They were trying to blame the you know, and I was no La Russa fan. I never liked the period, but uh, yeah, that was there. But trying to blame La Russa for Lurie Garcia not having a good year, I was like, you got you got to be kidding me. <laughs> well, they're trying to, they just blame Larissa for absolutely anything and everything. Like, he didn't construct yeah. the roster. How's no, it his he, fault? He moved them around too much and he fought to get him a contract that he's not living up to. And all this stuff. I was like, boy, that's a stretch. Yeah, it's just, you know, painful to say the least. I mean, Tommy's a great guy, you know, like yeah. that, but Jesus. Well, and he's also been away from the game for a number of – I mean, how many years has he been uh, away from the again, game? Again, you're going to get a guy that doesn't, doesn't look at analytics. No, he's been an ambassador. He's been a, you know, front office guy. He's been – he's, he's actually the guy that if you still swing the bat, he's the guy that he needed left-handed power hitter. Ooh, <laughs> player manager, player manager. Don't we, all, don't we all need a big left-handed You know who he reminds me of? <laughs> Charlie Manuel. That's the type of manager, maybe. If they, come back, if they really come back with Ozzy. Maybe it's just because he looks like Charlie Manuel. Wow. 
<laughs> and he'll come in firing guns at these guys. And so he'll lose. He'll have lost them all halfway through the spring training. Yeah. Yep. Oh, we'll see. I don't know. Who knows? I, they I'm, made, hoping they... I'm still hoping they find somebody better than that. Yeah. I mean, just. You know, there's 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 candidates out there. Go ahead and hire one that makes the most sense, but they're not going to do that. They're well, what if what if they're the just that, they're going to hire the one that doesn't want the position? They're going to hire the one that you know is just uh, is I don't know an ex player that had a great career that you know, Jerry Reinsdorf wants by his side again. It's it's whole thing like I can't I can't stand it. You know, yeah. what if they're just I mean, the obvious the... pitches. I just seem to elude the front office of or, or the, the owners of the, the White Sox. You know, like just do the do the obvious, do the right thing, move on, get the good players in, and let's go. Like we know the positions we need to fill. We know the managers that are available, the best ones. Go hire the best ones. Just hire the best there's, one. There's a couple of good ones sitting out there. What if they're just waiting for the Yankees to fire Aaron Boone? Because apparently that's gonna happen no matter what when they lose or when they end. Well, then wait, you know. Yeah, I, I'm I'm fine doing that, you know. Yeah, it's just it's frustrating. Yeah, I was stunned that, uh, you know, Ryan's ever said, you know, Tommy's uh, one of the three, or two or three nicest people ever in the world. And For sure. Uh-oh. Well, great, Uh-oh. you know. Sure. Hey, I'm, I'm a nice guy, but that doesn't mean yeah. I can, you know, go manage the, the socks mm-hmm. or anybody. I mean, do you think they would have learned from from Robin Ventura that was just not good? Like it just didn't work. Period. Well, yeah. even more so I, now. The game, the game has changed. There's there's no question about it. It's yeah. Yeah. We'll see, and then we'll laugh about it, right? Well, suppose it's going to happen soon. So or, yeah, and it should before. Yeah, before the winter meetings. It's got to happen before the winter meetings. Oh, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, they got to get the new new manager in and then start crafting whatever they're going to do, whatever moves they are. All right, I think we'll wrap this one up. It's been a long one. Yeah. We had a lot, we had a lot to catch up on, though. Yeah, we did. So we'll do it. We'll account for. Yeah, we'll do it next week. Well, it wasn't even that. We just... I mean, there was two Bears games to cover. There was, you know, a whole round, a whole two rounds in the M- MLB that we had to cover. Yeah, a lot happened. So, and we'll, then the uh, NBA kicked off. Yeah, we'll we'll chat next week again, and we'll do a little bit more. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what, if anything really pops in the NHL or NBA, and then uh, NFL, and we'll probably be talking closer world series than uh league championships yeah and hopefully you guys all don't make money and i do because that that's the way i want this to work <laughs> well i'm trying to make you happy <laughs> well i'm just saying since since a lot of our bets are semi-different well if you like if everybody you win... was on everybody was on the giants i need to so the jags need to cover three well, if you win, I think we need to bring in an independent uh, <laughs> bet coordinator. Yeah. Somebody to make sure I'm not changing my bets after the fact. <laughs> I, I didn't say that. <laughs> you gotta find me a new Jimmy Grace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, guys, we'll talk next week. See you.
thank you for listening to the Sports Divided Podcast. Don't forget to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram with the handle at Sports Divided. We'll see you next week.